0: Vampires. What? No, it can't be. Well,
1: what he doesn't know about vampirism wouldn't fill a flea's codpiece. Hey, this is uh, Connor McMahon here. This is Connor Dowling. And Mark Sheridan. And today we'll be talking about um, Hammer Horror. So, Mark, what is Hammer Horror? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Because <laughs> I sure as hell don't No now. pressure. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so... Um, Hammer Horror is, I guess, the affectionate term for, for a chunk of films made by Hammer Productions in the kind of mid-50s to kind of, I think, early 70s. I, you know, I could be wrong in that. Uh, it was a company that started, I think, in 1934, but... Didn't really touch horror until later on, and uh, you know I think we're going to just focus on the horror end of it today.
1: Uh, okay, that's interesting because yeah, because like my I, when I, when I hear Hammer, it immediately is Absolutely, horror. Yeah, yeah know, that's, that's the association.
2: W- where were they based?
1: They were
0: based in well, it wasn't it Bray Studios. I think they mm. changed it to Bray the in name the, the UK. Studios. Yeah, the UK. Um, <laughs> Not the sets are Dublin. <laughs> no, I don't. Which confused the hell out of me as a kid. You are kind of going really, <laughs> um, but yeah. So like for, I think what it was was. It was a response that they were just trying to make successful films. And they made their first film, which was The Quatermass Experiment. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was a huge hit. And kind of from then, then they started to license some of the rights from the Universal Horror Films so they could actually do their own remakes and reversions. But really what Hammer, I think, was famous for was, for the time, they embraced kind of the X-rating certificate, which was kind of new at the time. And that's why the first one, The Quatermass Experiment, was spelt X instead of EX oh, for right. experiment, because they were showing off the fact there's, and it was considered at the time very controversially violent um, and overtly sexual. Now, mm. by modern day standards, you know, we're yeah. talking about just very bright scarlet blood and very well endowed women in tight corsets. So you know, that is kinda yeah. the level of the what mm. it goes for. But at the time it was considered pretty scandalous and really criteria. Christopher terrifying. Lee,
1: though I did read it to Christopher Lee, what he said about Hammer was that the horror was never something that would happen in real life. That's how he that's he kind of had this thing where he started to I suppose stopped doing horror movies for a while because he said they were kind of too became too close to reality. Whereas the Hammers, I suppose you were talking about the Draculas and the Frankenstein's, Mm, and you know the horror was just it was a little bit more fantastical. I suppose even if it was shocking, it was still uh, you know didn't have that raw edge that the horror started. I mean, I think they also said that's kind of what caused the decline of Hammer, which was it when stuff like The Exorcist or even but Halloween. The the Living Dead movies. as well as the late 60s, yeah, Texas yeah. Chainsaw
0: of the beginning of the 70s. Yeah, like it that. that horror, came. horror came home and, uh, yeah, yeah the Hammer. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden it looked very outdated because, of course, yeah. mo- not yeah. all, but a lot of their films are set in period times. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I think the audience had moved on beyond that at that stage. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean there isn't interesting stuff still to find there. Yeah. You know, I think we're going to try and keep this as positive as possible. I know, unfortunately, Ali Har wasn't <laughs> able to be here today and she is uh disgusting, <laughs> uh Lover of Hammer Horror she, she,
2: It was her idea to do this uh, podcast, actually, on Hammer because she's such a big fan of it. Uh, but she's off in Berlin at the moment, so she's working really hard over there. She said she was going to send us um, a little spiel on Hammer, so hopefully we'll get that before the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> we're in I a don't, basement with no signal. I don't know if we'll have time to read it because she has a lot to say about it. But uh, you can post it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, but, it is,
0: you know, isn't it because, like, you know we want to try and keep this as a generally positive thing but I think it's fair to say that while like historically Hammer is incredibly relevant to the horror genre Mm. you know a lot of the films were made quite cheaper Uh, they were made quick they weren't you know there wasn't all the love and attention put into a lot of those kind of scripts and as a result there's many films in that thing where you know you can love them for certain reasons but I think it would be Slightly overstating it to, to declare them as like classics.
1: Yeah, you I mean, know? yeah, I would have. I mean, I would have known Hammer. Like, it was funny with this because I would have heard about Hammer a lot, but it, my sort of it would have been limited to the Dracula films. That's yeah. what that, I would have. Yeah, seen, when I think know.
0: of Hammer, I see Christopher Lee as Dracula. Yeah. What's well, sure,
2: even? I think I was a little bit confused about it because I knew, you know, yeah, Hammer. I'd seen the logo a million times. I've seen all the, you know, fifty DVD box sets of Hammer like in exhibition yeah. and stuff, but. I, when we were first talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, Creature from the Black Lagoon and stuff. And you guys were like, no, that's Universal Monsters. Like, so mm. I was like, all oh, right, okay. I, I totally didn't know the, the, mm. the amount of films that they made. Like, yeah. They didn't just necessarily make horror. They made a lot of suspense. And, you know, it wasn't always necessarily creature films. They made, like, more kind of almost sci-fi, psychological kind of stuff as well
1: in that horror banner. And was... Because the first one I watched... Um, Was because again, I would have seen the Dracula ones, which were great actually to rewatch, and and I think are some of the best. Hammers, quiz question, Connor: How many Dracula films did they make? Oh, off the top of my head, I'd say five, but I don't really know. Nine. Wow, (laughs) how many can you name? (laughs) I have them all: Scars of Dracula, blood of Dracula. Uh, Dracula the Horror AD. of Dracula some of, them, some of them had different names Like Horror of Dracula I think was the American title for. Yeah, yeah, yeah A few of these were retail Which well. can be a bit trickier when Even Dracula, The Devil's Rides
0: yeah. Out What was that called as well That was changed to something else Because they are The Devil's Bride or something Because they were afraid The Devil's Ride Out Sounded like a western Oh like, yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Devil at the beginning Might have changed <laughs> But uh, yeah No like the Dracula ones so You got Dracula Brides of Dracula Dracula Prince of Darkness Dracula Has Risen from the Grave Good title nice. <laughs> Taste the Blood of Dracula, Scars of Dracula, Satanic Rites of Dracula, and Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires.
2: That's quite a lot of vampire films to turn out, you know? What about Dracula A.D.?
0: Oh, that's 1972 AD. That's a good
2: point, actually. Because I watched that. That, <laughs> was, okay. that was one I really wanted to check yeah, out and yeah, yeah. I saw that
0: years ago. And I actually had a bit of fun with yeah, that one. But yeah, what's it like? Does it stand up? Or? Yeah,
2: like, I mean, to be honest, that was the first one that I watched. I just, I, it's something about the name just kind of attracted yeah. me to it. I was like, yeah, I want to I check that out. I think maybe I'd seen it on IMDb somewhere, a watch list at some stage, you know. And I was like, yeah, I'll give that a go. And if it really felt like I was kind of coming to the party late, you know, mm. because it's... It's, it's it's in the chronology of those vampire it, films. To try and
0: keep it fresh, they basically bought Dracula forward into the 70s. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And so they have um, Christopher Lee playing Dracula and they have Peter Cushing playing uh, Van Helsing. A very old Van Helsing, I Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, um, and it starts with this, like literally the film starts in the middle of this epic horse and carriage fight between Dracula and Van Helsing okay, where yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. literally, the horses are running along the path and they're like strangling each other. They're going off the road. And uh, basically, they they kill each other, and uh, then it does this really cool transition where the camera like pans up to the sky. So this is in old times, right? Right. Uh, so then the, uh, the the camera pans up, tilts up to the sky, and we see an airplane flying in the sky. So okay. it's in it's the seventies. Uh, how do they
0: explain the the time travel?
2: Um, it's it's just cuts it just cuts forward like eighty years into the into the present it's day. It's like 2001. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And really low-key Like one of those of great edits in cinema. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and I, I'm a sucker for those type of transitions. How are you going to justify it in the script? It's just going to happen. <laughs> but it's, so, so then, you know, the film is about uh, the ancestors of Van Helsing, and uh, this disciple of uh, Dracula whose name is Johnny Alucard okay. uh, which as we all oh, know oh is this, Dracula is this Dracula backwards, backwards yeah. Yeah. oh i saw this film yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. he he collected it or one of his ancestors collected some of the dust of Dracula when he died back back in the day and um he brings him back to life and then uh Dracula played by Christopher Lee st- uh, goes on a killing spree and tries to kill um Van Helsing's uh, granddaughter all right uh so because she's like the last like you know or no she's not even the last because there's a modern day van helsing who's like a uh he's like some sort of scientist and he gets roped into it as well and then he has to like kind of reassume the job of dracula hunter even though he, it's, it's mm. just in his blood you know it's not something he's ever done before yeah, yeah. so i thought that was kind of cool um and that kind of that kind of sucked me into it a bit it sort of made me see like there's a bit of a universe here you know like nowadays you have your Marvel cinematic universe you kind of had your your Hammer universe where you have Christopher Lee as Dracula Peter Cushing as a
1: it is also. one of the nice things about Hammer where you do see the recurring actors yeah, appear yeah. in different roles. Like, I really like that. It can be nice or be.
0: sad depending. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, because like, uh, there's a couple of films here and, like, and it was directed by was it Terence Fisher, Fisher and it was starring Peter Cushing and yeah.
2: also Christopher Lee and th- that could be about six. Of the Music films. by James <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so so you know what I mean. I I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it made me want to watch more uh, Hammer films. There's a real kind of nostalgic feel to it, you know. And I get a lot of what Ali is talking about. Ali is a real kind of nostalgic buzz for these uh, Hammer horror films. And while I don't necessarily, I wouldn't put it up there in you know my top twenty or top one hundred horror films. Yeah. But uh, you know, I could see myself sitting at home and just binge watching like five. Yeah, they, they in did a row. start like, to grow
1: in me. Like mm, you know, the first few yeah. I watched, I wasn't that sure about them. But then I like, I started to see. I suppose as well, I saw how they might have influenced other horror yes, films. Like yeah. start, I started to see scenes that were possibly done better in other films. But, you know, when you see the origin of it I you kind of go,
2: oh, that's really interesting. Another thing I thought was kind of consistent uh, from that Dracula one and, and the other ones is we were saying about how, uh, you know, things might have been pretty tame and the production values weren't really high. But they stuck to the mythology of the vampires and as a result, got some really cool effects, you know, by just really simple things like uh, throwing holy water on someone and having a load of smoke coming off them. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, there was a thing where uh, they were sh- he was shining the sunlight onto somebody, and then they like shone the sunlight into the lens of the camera, and you kind of get dazzled yourself. A yeah, little bit. yeah. Like just things like that that I thought were really uh, nicely done, you know, because obviously they they were probably working with smaller budgets. Yeah. Than other horror
1: films. What I liked seen. as well one of the things that uh, say the Frankenstein and the Dracula the the f- specifically. The, what is it curse of, curse, of curse Frank- of Frankenstein was the first one, yeah yeah and uh i read a bit cuz what's interesting about watching that and the dracula thing you think you're watching what you're familiar with about the story but it completely twists it now one of the reasons i know for the frankenstein one was because even though like you say maybe universal Gevins rights or they just went back to the book but they were they were they they'd written the script but then they were told by if By Universal, if anything that was in the Universal film was in their film, they were going to get sued. So they had to rewrite the story. And um, I don't know if that happened for the Dracula one, but... For
0: Dracula, actually, they had shot the film before they permissioned to make it. They only signed the deal. It was something like, I think, an 80-page document with Universal. But it took so long to negotiate that they had actually shot the film and they were still hoping it would come together. So that's how tight it was, yeah. Oh, man.
1: But, I mean, I actually think that Dracula is a brilliant film, that first one, because not only... I love the the speed of the storytelling. It's literally... First shot, the carriage arriving. You're there. Second shot, he's at the castle. Third shot, yeah. he's inside the castle. And and also, it, it really does twist what you know. Like, Harker arrives at the castle, and you're familiar with the story. Uh, but, but, but actually, he... Already knows Dracula is there, and okay, he has yeah. the stakes with him. But then he gets bitten, and then it's it's so it's sort of like everything you think you're gonna watch. It's a kind of twist, which I well, thought that, was great.
2: that was what I thought was great about the Dracula AD was literally that it started with an absolute bang. Like you know, I was just yeah. like, okay, here we go. Let's see what this is like. And then I was just instantly engaged in yeah. this like uh, horse horse and carriage like.
1: And they all end the immediately day. at the end. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, the, like, the
3: credits <laughs> just roll. That raw. is something I like. Yeah, Night, it's like yeah.
0: Yeah. evil is defeated. Go on. Literally, <laughs> no, the
3: credits roll. Like, I mean,
2: the Dracula mm. AD as well. Like, you know, Van Helsing, surprise, surprise, saves the day. And, you know, he takes his granddaughter and then it just ends. No, like, uh, mm. no epilogue or anything like that.
1: Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. yeah no do. And so, like, okay, before we move on from Dracula ones, then, like, Christopher Lee. Like, uh, obviously, Dracula is the role that he is most known for. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I think he... It's someone who actually. The Devil Rides Out was his favorite Hammer film. His uh, and, favorite. Yeah, and I think his fame. His favorite favorite Hammer, and I think his famous horror film was actually The Wicker Man. But like, mm. for iconic kind of status, because I do think to this day, as much as people presume it's Bela Lugosi, they imagine when they imagine Dracula. Yeah. Christopher Lee, it kind of is that image, isn't it, with the cape and everything like that? Like, yeah, yeah. I- totally. Is that the the best Dracula for you? Like the brooding kind of sort of sexual undertones.
1: Um. God, I mean, Dracula is a hard one because there's so many of those Dracula films. I mean, I think we talked before about the Frank Angela Yes,
0: that's part. that my one of my. Yeah, that would that, be one the of Jack Palance one actually. If you've seen, is really I haven't interesting. Seen the Jack Whenever one. Whenever I
2: think of uh, Dracula, Leslie Nielsen just pops into my head. <laughs> oh, dead and loving it. <laughs> yeah, <is. laughs> um, but um, yeah, like that. That's a good question, you know, because I suppose I didn't really grow up on any of those. Uh, yeah. Those those horror films. So, like, but but there is definitely a place in my head for that Christopher Lee one, you know, who mm. does really kind of like he just seems really at home in that in that costume in that role like yeah. even in the Dracula one that I watched like you know clearly they had be, at the time they had been making those films for maybe 20 or 30 oh, yeah, years absolutely. you know and it was like here it was probably a sense of here we go again but it was also like you know a return to form you know that that's kind of what I felt like watching you know and i'd say if you were a fan watching that at the time you'd be like oh yes it's christopher lee's doing dracula again you know yeah, they, like, they, 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 i think yeah i think he probably tried
0: more than maybe some of the, the the writers did to actually try and keep some level of quality control i know i prince of i think it's prince of darkness that he uh, doesn't utter a single single line in in the film because right, uh, right. apparently he said that the dialogue was so bad he refused to speak any of it and he just told them he'd do the whole film <laughs> silent. <laughs> and yeah. I know that the, the, the director disputes that, but uh, he maintained it <laughs> till his death. There was
1: another funny thing I heard where with the um, uh, Curse of Frankenstein, that Christopher Lee came running into Peter Cushman with the script and he goes. I can't believe it. I've got no lines in this movie. And, P- and Peter Gushing says, You're lucky I've read the script. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: actually because that's a good segue then into the Chris curse of Frankenstein, like, um, what I cause you're right, like I guess Hammer does they do twist the story so they are playing with convention. It's not just a pure straight up retelling. Um I don't know that I prefer their take on Frankenstein, but what I thought was interesting was the the monster in these films. Felt more human, like this mm. kind of the universal one for me is still the most iconic. He's just the very stoicness of Karloff's kind of stillness, but this one felt like a real human body, like Christopher Lee, because he's kind of floppy and disorientated, mm. and it's kind of disturbing. And it just feels like someone not in control of their senses.
1: Yeah, I found him quite scary. That Frankenstein actually, yeah. or kind of just you felt sort of sorry for him. And, yeah, it was. You know.
0: Yeah, it, it actually did. Because I don't think the film is particularly... Because Frankenstein's not a massively scary story. It's more a a disturbing
2: story than a scary story. But yeah,
0: yeah. his scenes are quite... They're traumatising in their own weird way. As
2: as brilliant a story as Frankenstein is, it's, you know, not many people... It's been done a lot, but not many people have really nailed it. I still don't think...
0: It's weird, I don't think so. But then the book doesn't... like I find it a little long as well. Right. <laughs> <It's a> sacri- <laughs> sacri- yeah. What is what anyway. is
2: it about the Frankenstein movie that's just like it feels like there's a really good story there, but like well, it's probably, man playing God like, probably one of my thing. my my favorite uh, like adaptations of it, if you will, it's fairly like it's not even an adaptation, but that like that deals with that kind of thing is like Reanimator, you know? Re-animator? Yeah. I, re-animator I know what? that's H. P. Lovecraft. It's not like you know Mary Shelley mm. Frankenstein, but it's that kind of like reanimating. Oh no, but he was like he, he deliberately. Uh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like. But I think that's probably one of my favorite. Or like, Frankenhooker. Uh, Frankenhooker, no, brilliant. No, let's...
0: <laughs> Henlarder, let <laughs> that, that was on in the IFI
2: on recently, wasn't it? Yeah, a couple yeah, of years I, ago, uh, yeah. Because I got Bad that. biology, was it? Oh I, honestly <laughs> think, I honestly think... I love bad biology. It's like a seven-foot
0: penis breaking through a skirt and board a tie. Oh, come <laughs> on. I think,
2: I think um, Frankenhooker was one of the first ever, like you know crazy horror films that i just found in a dvd shop and i was like i'm gonna buy this i have no idea what it is you know it was probably the first one of those that i had in my collection but that has one of my favorite lines in in film ever he's watching the news and it's like all the the all the prostitutes are being killed by the crack in the streets and he's like oh that crack is killing these prostitutes at an alarming rate but this super crack will kill them even faster (laughs) 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 and he makes this crack that makes them explode anyway off topic
0: slide back, back on So okay yeah. So Frankenstein films Other Connor Dowling How yes. many Frankenstein films Were there uh, In the Hammer
2: trope. Thirteen No They went a little lower On them Seven Okay But when I was looking Through the list I was blown away By the names of The some titles of it just are just made me incredible. really Want to watch them
0: Yeah see this is the thing With all of them Like you kind of go like I'm not going to watch all of them Then you hear them You're kind of like huh. It's <laughs> like the Silent Night Deadly Night Things all yeah, over again. So yeah. Yeah. we've got Curse of Frankenstein The Revenge of Frankenstein The Evil of Frankenstein Frankenstein Created Woman Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, Horror of Frankenstein, and Frankenstein and the Monster
2: from Hell. That one sounds like a classic. Yes, that was the one I think I saw. I was like, oh, even though that's the last one,
1: I want to watch that. um, But that's what the guy, like when they were, I watched a documentary about Hammer and the guy, even before they made the film, what he'd do is he'd just make a poster and a title and he'd go around to distributors and he'd go, would you buy this film?
0: Did they do the pre-sales thing basically as well? Yeah, yeah, literally,
1: yeah. And then they'd go, they didn't even want to know what the film was about or whatever. It was just, you know... That was the business behind it, kind of. But yeah. it was just literally selling posters and would the it sell title. movie tickets. Like, yeah. It, yeah. What was the name of that Hammer documentary? Um, on the spot, TikTok, TikTok. Oh god, I can't remember. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Okay, cool. I'll check yeah. it out.
2: I didn't know about that, but yeah, it seems like
0: it would be. Exactly I'm surprised. Like, it feels like there's a really good either. Actually, I was talking to Ali when we were walking out of here after the last podcast. There's either a really good, like, fictional retelling or documentary to be had, like a proper larger budget thing on the Hammer thing, I'd say. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd love, yeah. you know, and i you would probably have to do it as a more fictional film because there isn't archive footage like we have for more recent stuff, but like, it would be quite wonderful seeing the behind the scenes because, yeah, like, yeah, these yeah, things absolutely. were done on a whim and, like, uh, I was talking earlier on to Connor Dowling about like uh, in the mid 60s they were to try and manage with their their reduced funding they started shooting films back to back with the same sets the same costumes yeah, yeah. 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 but that. different stories and they were just screened as different double bills like to try and cover that up but like there's <clears throat> got to be some interesting kind of stories about yeah. the crossovers between that and people not
1: even knowing which film they're on at the moment yeah <laughs> yeah because there's one the one where Dracula gets killed in the ice at the end that's a that I kind of like that one yeah yeah but it was they used that for the I set. think that's Prince of Darkness yeah, but the set of that was used in... It was one of the ones you were watching. I can't remember one of the other films. Um, oh,
2: um, was it uh, *Devil Rides Out? Or, no. no. Or it's not that. Snowman? Abominable Snowman? No, because it, no. it was a castly one. Which I actually one. didn't get a chance to watch. Was it um,
1: Rasputin' the Mad Monk?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's that one? I haven't seen
1: that. I haven't seen Rasputin' the Mad Monk, but I know they used the Rasputin' set I, for I, the...
2: the... Rasputin' the Mad Monk was actually the first one I sat down to watch of these, and... It didn't start off well for me. I was kind of like, "Shit, is this is this what I'm, what I'm in for?" You know, for the mm-hmm. next week watching all these movies. Um, you know, it's Rasputin, the, as we know him. Was from he a history. mad monk? He was a mad lad. <laughs> he was a mad lad. Like, I mean, the first ten minutes of the film, he like cures someone of some disease, and then gets into a fight with a bunch of guys, and then and and he saves a woman, and then tries to have his way with the woman, and that's all like in the so. first like five minutes. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I didn't make it through it though. It was too like. Like, too hokey, and yeah, yeah. just kind of, um, it really kind of, uh, I was worried it would set the tone for the rest of my hammer yeah, films yeah, but then when yeah. I saw Dracula Idea, I was like, Oh no, this is actually gonna be really good, right. you know, just gotta stick with ones that I know,
1: mm. yeah. What other ones? There's that funny thing as well. Just, um, what was the other one I watched? Um, Reptile and Pl- or Plague of oh, Zombies, Plague of Plague zombies. zombies is one I was trying to find, and yeah, I couldn't
0: yeah. track down actually. That's considered one of their better ones, yeah. I is that the Plague one you
2: sent us the clip of the zombie?
1: extra yeah. hiding and then the guy beating him that was so Connor funny. has a little thing about extras in Hammer Horror films would you <laughs> like to talk about it <laughs> well every so often they just find a funny <laughs> video it off the screen our whatsapp group is just random videos
0: of hey look at this extra not knowing yeah. what he's doing Yeah, we might. that we was might from Watermass <laughs> and the pit, oh, which, which right. the actually, one where the
1: extra was just looking into talk space talk about Plague of
0: Zombies and then we'll get on to the Quatermass ones because I, I really like the, mm. the Quatermass trilogy
1: Plague of Zombies yeah I mean the thing I was going to bring the basic up basic story actually on, like, um, on Plague of Zombies um it's a, basically it follows a doctor and his daughter that go on a visit to a small town after they get a distress letter from one of the girls' childhood friends and basically people in the town are are disappearing. I don't really know. But it's what's interesting about it, I suppose, is it's that zombies before Night of the Living Dead zombies. Yes. Right. You okay, know, yeah. that sort of, so
0: many people have this assumption that zombies were always like that and they weren't. Yeah. They were not flesh eating ghouls until Yeah, Primera it's much more away. like voodoo. Yeah, yeah. you know, that yes. kind yes. of quite zombie type
1: thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, though this was one of the better ones I thought because uh, there's a scene, and again, it had some good sort of shocking images, I suppose, like there's a scene where where they they arrive into town at the start, and there's a funeral procession through the town, and there's basically this group of fox hunting lads come through the funeral, and the coffin falls over a bridge into the water, and the you know the lid falls open and the, the, you see the body hanging out of it but it was you know what i mean it was it was there's it was, something yeah. you know
0: because like anytime that's done in a horror film that really creeps me out the whole just seeing an, a, a, an actual like a dead body in a coffin not a reanimated one i remember like in pet cemetery when gage's uh cage gage's coffin Gage. gets knocked over and it flips open for a second and you just see the the child's oh, hand yes. but the, i don't know what it is but seeing that lifeless figure out what that,
2: was that sam raimi one um uh, a couple of years ago Drag me to hell Drag me or? to hell and the, the gypsy falls out of the the thing And the, the body falls on top of her And then oh, yeah, band, yeah, the yeah, banding yeah, fluid yeah. comes yeah. out of her mouth Into her <laughs> mouth That is a disgusting thing right? <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> funny though um, But, uh, <laughs> but uh, So
0: in Plague of the Zombies Like when you're talking about pre-Romero zombies Are If they're attacking people What is it, they strangle people? How,
1: yeah, yeah Basically it's more kind of strangling um, Kind of a
0: mummy the, Like sort of like
1: basically, yeah, it's it's voodoo. Like, does yeah. you know somebody has someone's controlling the, them? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like the people will. Um, there's a guy, and he's using a particular method, like where he'll he'll come over to their house, and he asks for a glass of water, and they'll go over, and I think he he'll drop the glass, and when they go to pick it up he'll somehow get them to cut their finger and once he's got a bit of their blood gotcha. he takes it back and he has little kind of little dolls yeah. off them or whatever and once he can put, get their blood on it okay. then they'll die and then come back as a zombie. Oh right, okay. There is quite a funny scene later on because he has all these little you know, little sort of clay dolls of the people but it, in a fight it gets knocked into the fire and all the zombies all burst some, face? somewhere else start like smoke coming <laughs> nice. out of them and then they all go on fire. That's cool. I like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, and, cool. and
2: are there any are there any stars in that? Are there any of the Hammer uh, classic stars in it or anything?
1: Uh, n- none of the... Not Peter Cushing. Not Peter Cushing. <laughs> 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 <That's really laughs> am, we're now. not educated enough to know who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> there is the other people are. That was the my <laughs> question. <just so. laughs> there is, there's a thing in the film as well, which I noticed throughout the horror film... Some of the other hammers as well as this sort of You know They have to w- the, the, the woman is always going off To do the cooking For the lads And right. they can only really talk about the What's going on When the woman Goes away Oh really Yeah there was just a little bit of the, like You know You go off and make the tea there now yeah, And we'll talk yeah. about There's <laughs> The wow. serious matter. The films
0: definitely suffer from Casual racism and sexism But then yeah. it's a little hard to Lambast the films for that Simply because It was It uh, was as much it a time, was a and time, yeah, but you know, like <laughs> it, it's not because, like, there are films that like were still doing that well beyond when those things moved mm-hmm. on, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I think like, like it's weird for us to watch it now, but I yes. don't think anyone at the time would have felt they were particularly yeah. playing to terrible stereotypes. I know
1: what you mean. Um, the other thing, it was in this film as well, and I. Uh, I'm just kind of talking. Do you know when you see start seeing a load of the hammers? Very quickly, you start to notice the recurring themes. But another one, it's like that classic silent film thing where uh, the last act is usually someone in peril, and they have to race mm, yeah. to save them. I just noticed that in like even with um, The Devil Rides Out, and uh, it seemed to be what what you know one of the factors that somebody would be trapped and in peril at the end, and the main characters. Would be on they were def- sort of-
2: there was definitely a sort of format, you know. Yeah, as I mean? soon this works, all you know. of them are
1: like an hour and a half long.
2: That's one of the things that's great, which about is great Is that you can watch a lot of them, you know, um, and it kind of doesn't take up your whole day, and they don't really drag, like. But things, you know, the way when, if you read like a book on like screenwriting, they're like something has to happen on page twenty-five, yeah. and your third act is like there's sh- some sort of finale and all. It kind of hits all those beats like really well. Like just at the moment where you're kind of like, you know, yeah, I've got an idea of what this film is about. Then the mysterious thing happens. You're like, oh, okay, uh-huh. cool. Now we're into the second act. What's yeah. going to happen here? You know, like they're they're pretty consistent. I thought, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. Sort yeah. Of stuff, you know, yeah.
0: they are. And like, and of course, like those formulas do work. I guess mm. that's why they lean to them. Like we definitely on another day we need to do a podcast with a chat about those kind of rules and structures because like it's guaranteed if you stick with those structures your your story will rattle along mm-hmm. you know i think even nowadays some people that are still very trapped into believing that literally if by page 18 yeah, this yeah. doesn't happen and i know mm-hmm. all the great script writing books they'll tell you but look at all these great scripts where it did happen by page 18 and you're like i get that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but also it just seems really you know to break down in our form and say that unless <laughs> it happens on this page your true, film isn't going to be good seems what i
2: think i think when you're in a kind of a studio situation and you probably have like some sort of quota like hammered they, maybe they had to oh, make they wrote like, them in a couple of weeks yeah they, they probably them, had like to make so many films like a month yeah, or whatever yeah. that they were like it has to follow these couple of things we know this works Absolutely, you know, yeah. we know the audience will scream at the 25 minute mark if you do this <laughs> so yeah, you just yeah. just do it because uh, you, it's a business it's a conveyor belt you yeah, have to yeah, keep yeah. things moving like yeah
3: yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's where a lot of that writing comes from, I It's suppose.
0: a funny one. I'd love to know, because I don't know enough. Because like, Hammer, to me, sort of feels like a lot of the directors are just directors for hire. While, mm-hmm. like, you know, in some of the Corman ones and everything, like, actually, it was, you know, say, with Scorsese on Boxcar Bertha or Coppola on uh, Dementia 13, there was more an element of, you have to deliver these mm-hmm. certain things for me. But yeah. apart from that, like... Fucking go off and play. Which is kind of a nice thing. I don't quite get that sense from Hammer Horror Films. You don't sort of feel voices. Bar one or two. When we talk about The Nanny, I think you definitely do, actually. But generally they mm. seem to have a very... It's almost like TV, you know, like when each episode of Carnation Street is the same. Each yeah, Hammer film, has yeah. very yeah, much the yeah. same look, very much the <laughs> same framing. Uh, totally, yeah, yeah,
1: Same
2: type of acting as well. Absolutely, It's totally yeah. the same style of acting. Yeah. And at times, you know, that's that can be something that can kind of put me off even watching yeah. one of those movies that I'm like, they're like, oh, well, dear, I don't know what... <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just like, oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just feel like, how is this going to be different? And I
1: also point. think as well, just with the camera work, even though I love the look of those films and they definitely have their own look, you're never going to find interesting shots except yes. something later like The Nanny which the I didn't nanny, think was there was really some really nice well stuff shot. going on in there yeah, but in the right. other ones it's very much wide shot it's functional up. I mm-hmm. guess is fair yeah. to say yeah, yeah there's yeah. nothing so visually creative that's why with the quarter thing it has a lot of the ideas that you might see in stuff like Close Encounters or The, yeah. Thing, yeah. Or the thing or is Body, body struck, snatchers. like especially yeah. quarter
0: too like actually yeah. let's talk about it because I like, yeah there is ideas wise and I think Connor you are right as well when you are saying about even other films uh, in the Hammer things because I guess like for me, and I think most of us here, like when we were growing up, the directors were the Carpenters, Romeros, Cronenbergs, and so their films have influenced ours a huge amount, but the films mm. they were watching yeah. were the Hammer Horror films. So yeah. there's no doubt that there is a you know a second degree of separation like kind yeah, of thing yeah. with it. Because the Quatermass one, so starting off the first one, I believe it was a BBC serial, I think, was it a radio? I'm not sure if there was a, film version yeah, as well, I but don't know it was like it was, it was like a three hour long piece if you put it all together and so they made their shortened kind of version of all three of them together the first two in the first couple of years and then the third one actually about 12 years later I think um but do
1: you have, have you seen them all I now I've just seen the quater- Quartermast and, and the, the pit. pit. I've only seen the first one and the
2: third one so That's I, the, the to, the third to be honest yeah. I saw quite a mess in the pit when like a bunch of years ago I bought it on DVD and laser and didn't know it was part of a trilogy until yeah, and you don't really need to either actually really. in fairness yeah. to
0: me I kind of like that each story mm. is actually it's what I wish more modern kind of franchises mm. had where they are like crater Mask* carries through them all but the stories are their own standoff ones and they don't mm. reference the other ones. Even sometimes slightly bizarrely because like in the mm-hmm. pit when he comes across alien technology, you thought he'd mentioned that twice I've come up against <laughs> yes. other alien Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he yeah, seems it's like, I, should be, I
2: shouldn't be surprised, but for some reason I am. But actually, you know, it's funny that you mentioned about the influences of the Hammer films because I think Quite a Mass Experiment, that, you were, that, that was one of the first ones. It though, was their like? first one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But uh, that was like, what, 1958 or something? It or was 55?
0: 19, hold on, I have it here. 1955. Five. yeah
2: but only only five years later rod serling in america started making the twilight zone mm. and i I'm, i've watched nearly every episode of the original it, twilight it zone. does feel very an, in that kind of world and there's one particular episode i think it's called like 50 fathom grave or something like that and it's this submarine that's like trapped like under uh, there's been some there's been some sort of accident. There's people above ground, and they're like you know trying to set up this rescue mission. And they have that thing with the tapping, you know, mm. like they don't they think they're not alive, and then they hear the tapping quite like quite a minute. so I was watching it, and there was there were some things in it that quite reminded me of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was some direct influences oh, there. I'd say Maybe yeah. they were both influenced by something else, like you know by the. Well, same see
0: again, the BBC serial was around years and years before that, so I think yeah. it, was, it was still probably unknown in England. Like I can't mm, imagine yeah. travel that far, but yeah, you'd wonder how far some people might have heard of it. But like I think cause I. Can I can't quite remember the first one as well, but like it's a a ship that went up into space, Mm -hmm. it comes crash landing down. Um, and there's only one survivor. Yeah, and then they begin to become suspicious that maybe which why is he the only one alive? They're there's like they're going back over old video footage. Of yeah, they were the they basically run is, this
2: experiment to find out what was happening on the ship yeah. by like looking through like this essentially like the security footage. And I think there's like missing footage. There exactly. And yeah, and which yeah. so
0: early found footage, folks. You know, <laughs> Hammer started it. or lost, footage. Um, but like yeah, <laughs> in, you know, and I think so. There is then that question of which a lot of films have done since then, like you know, this person who's come back, they're kind of different. Is that really them? Have they just been changed or is there an alien kind of thing in it?
2: Uh, A lot of that is uh, influenced by like the war as well. You know, there was a lot of kind of exploitation films as well, people coming back from the war and being different. Now, when it's a horror film, usually when they come back from the war and they're different, they're a zombie (laughs) or a cannibal um but it's all you know well, No, but there was also like the metaphor fear of whether there were spies to... or stuff as well yeah. like you know it's whether
0: yeah. you'd been you know like uh, shell shocked or yeah you
2: know it was like a it was a comment on what was happening it to was people,
0: and i like, you know. eventually evolves into a giant blob creature in yeah. is, it, is it westminster <laughs> cathedral or somewhere um <laughs> I, I think that. they just blow it to hell don't they or they go to i can't quite remember how it ends which one uh, the f- end of the first one oh
2: i didn't say. um in the third one is is that is the third one because i saw the that subway station is there loads of little creatures yeah so like
0: go through because the second one's the less watched one actually and probably isn't the least good of them but it's actually still kind of curious to watch because it reminded me most of Invasion of the Body Snatchers Mm. yeah Um, because yeah like literally he comes across it's an army base where um, little meteors I think have been falling from the sky and these little kind of black things are attached into people somewhere on their face or their neck or something and it's basically turning them into kind of like Body snatcher type. Uh, they're drones. They're just mm-hmm. doing what they're told. And your man mass discovers that the whole base has been taken over. That and they're actually using their kind of big reactor place to actually make a habitat for these aliens to grow inside. And you know he's got to stop it. But it's actually it's well worth watching. And it has those creepy moments of those like body snatcher scenes going through the city where you just have those brain dead people just following yeah. you. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And luring you in. And they're they're everyone who. Believes you're telling the truth and the conspiracy is real, then yeah. suddenly turns back up and now they're on on message and they don't believe, you know. And yeah, so yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of creeping thing. And again, I suppose that's that whole thing of like someone else's ideology coming in and actually just changing these people, you know. We yeah. definitely would have had the time the fear of mm-hmm. communism and everything. Like that. So like, no doubt that these these things kind of play into it. But then you get to three, which is a much bigger film. Yeah. yeah. And you know, because it's the first one in color as well. Three for me is kind of fascinating because I I hadn't seen it until last year the i f i showed it on the big screen here right. and it, like it looked incredible, um, but like I would argue that there is so many interesting and great ideas in Quatermass in the Pit they don't totally all work agree. but there's yeah. so much stuff in there you know, I was going,
1: watching it going oh my god like every and even the whole backstory I thought was brilliant about. The like the whole devil, the you, you, yeah. saw,
2: you watched it recently for this, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, just Can last you week. Refresh, yeah. refresh my memory on um, it because it's been so long since I've well
1: seen the, it. Well, it basically starts with um, it's like a subway station, and they uncover these skulls, which they think are kind of a primitive man. man. Yes, yeah, the yeah. missing link type. Yeah, thing. and then they also then they sort of as they're digging, there's this sort of metal. They come across this metal, which they initially think is a bomb, and so they're calling in the military, and whatever. Right. And as they uncover it it's looks more like a spaceship I suppose um, and like I, I suppose there's a couple of theories I can't remember kind of uh, the middle bit of the plot but the basic idea is that in the past a couple of million years ago I think it's million years ago yeah um, it's, it's quite a while <laughs> the aliens might have come down who were these I mean the special effects are pretty terrible of these creatures but the kind idea of is good yeah, kind yeah of I like remember I remember the waspy things but yeah. they're kind of these horned slightly horned yeah. creatures and the idea is that that would have created our human civilization. Right. Okay. Basically. Yeah. It's Prometheus. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's where even our idea of the devil comes from. There's a bit where they're reading the oh, script. Okay. Which really reminded me of a scene from Indiana Jones. Like there's a couple of Spielberg moments where I was going, oh, he's gotta watch this. <laughs> but even when they when they um when they find that spaceship first, there's really nice moments like where they go to um listen to it with a sort of a magnetic device but it won't stick to the metal and they're yes. like and they're like what is this and then uh then the guy ki- kind of they're trying to drill it but they can't and this guy comes in and he's with like a super, drill? With <laughs> a super drill and he's like building it up like i've drilled through whatever <laughs> and he's just like it just slips off of it and he, oh yeah they know. sell
0: that so because again like mm. the effects say aren't brilliant there but say even with the magnet bit and the drill it's the kind of the dumbfoundedness of the people doing it really mm. makes you believe yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of the, the magic of it and it's mm. quite simple stuff but it's just their complete shock at how is this even possible yeah, yeah, it gives you that wonderful sense of wonder which again we're kind of missing nowadays where there are more blunt force just spectacular yeah, yeah. type thing because yeah. even when they everything. open it and they climb inside and everything I think there's kind of a, an yeah, echoing yeah. type thing or something like it's just kind of creepy because when they get in, they find it's empty. First of all, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. really confusing. And then they, it's behind right. that they find the the waspy I, And things. then I did
1: have it actually gave me a little bit of goosebumps moment where they go Hob Station, and then they're like Hobbs. That's an old name for the devil. Yes, <laughs> and, then and it's ev- like, ev- oh, it's probably of, nothing. <laughs> everyone pauses and kind of it's like
0: one of those moments of, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, and like you know, this film because uh, again, Quatermass is much older, kind of grizzled in this one. Like, and I, I quite like that in it. Um, but like It builds to a pretty Apocalyptic oh, like uh, the end sequence Finale is great Yeah and again Because yeah. this is For me first time Seeing it on the cinema screen You're just kind of going I did not Because the Hammer films They're not famous for having mm. Stuff because yeah. uh, Like London's collapsing Left right and centre You yeah, have people yeah. going nuts You know I some memory Of people hanging out In a pub as well Having their last They do kind, like It that.
3: reminded me of Shaun of the Dead yes, or something. It's like exactly, the world Is collapsing exactly It's like Let's pop into was. the pub Yeah
1: <laughs> But like again It's coming back To all these ideas Because uh your man quatermass becomes it starts to control the people with their minds it's like it's full of ideas like you know and then and you have all these like body snatchers these spooky scenes of crowds of people just standing watching yes and um and they do really nice stuff with effects did you know they're probably using wires or whatever but kind of creating a zero gravity type effect where everything starts kind of going up and down and people are being flung around the place and there's a guy who's he kind of he's on you know a level platform but he's tumbling backwards and it just had that idea that it's zero G, but it was probably just some guy going head over heels. Like, just <laughs> doing it. But yeah, isn't you know? it? Because like
0: there is, and I don't know whether it's it's necessarily brilliant storytelling because I'm not sure that the climax like is quite justified by the earlier on part of it. But in, I think it's kind of disturbing because it just feels like the whole film goes off the rails. As if in the same way in the film story, the way that like madness is kind of reigning, the film itself just seems to, yeah, you, yeah. you just can't predict where it's going. And like, even though, because it, it's like all Hammer films, Two minutes before the end, this film is far from finished. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It yeah, only, yeah. and then it just suddenly happens, and they they kind of yeah. sit down in a rock, and they're kind of going, "Well, there you have it, folks." And then credits,
1: you know. <laughs> but um, it was cool. It's like, quite it's, sad though, as well. Yeah, because but it, I thought the effect was really nice. Of because there had been some dodgy effects earlier, but then the sort of the giant image creature. of the devil and they're kind of the clouds or yeah. the smoke or something wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, you see him in the smoke, and then they're like, um, "How do they defeat it again?" Basically, they they know that kind of iron or metal oh, is what crane, defeated, and so they the guy climbs up into a crane. Now I'm not sure what his plan is because he kind of, <laughs> he kind of climbs up into the crane and then the ground rocks and so and the crane swings yeah. across and it's like, he didn't do anything. That's, I thought he was going to... That's gonna the contr- that got me because yeah, you're kind of going like, wait a minute. Unless you're kind of going, well,
0: God saved us all as the devil <laughs> rides out, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. leans yeah. on in the end.
2: Well, yeah, like, I mean, speaking of the devil rides out, like, I mean, I only watched that today Uh for the first time Yeah, yeah I have I'd one d- last thing to say okay, About yeah, a quarter go.
1: minutes Just before I d- And I, I, I don't know If you knows this But the last shot of it Really reminded me Of the end of the thing Yes With the two people yes. Just standing there In silence And the credits roll Yeah
0: it's a beautiful kind of thing because there's no oh, kind of, no. like, it's, okay, they've, they've survived, but there's no kind of, like, you know, London is decimated yeah. and we don't know what it kind of lies in. Yeah, so there's no easy out on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, 100% the thing. Because it just holds the
1: shot on the two characters. Yeah, they're on either the side of the credits, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. The credits rolls up between and them. And it's just this, like, minute of silence between them. And it just Brilliant. reminded me of that, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing.
2: Like, I mean, like, I... Quatermass in the Pit, it's really highly regarded, like, among, you know, it's on all the lists, like, you know, like, I mean, I think that's why I picked it up at the time when I got it, like, on DVD and laser a couple of years ago, so I wouldn't be surprised, like, yeah, if you haven't
0: seen it and you're interested in kind of horror films or science fiction, I think, do yourself a favour, you are really going to enjoy There's a whole lot of interesting stuff in there yeah, I think yeah, definitely worth
2: watching. Absolutely. So, but, yeah. Diamond, do you want to hit into The Devil, the devil. devil Rides devil out? Devil out? yeah. Don't like, look you know, at the I,
0: eyes, Rex, <laughs> the eyes.
2: <laughs> I had uh, heard about this film before, actually. I think I remember my mother telling me about it years ago and saying, you know, oh my God, it's like the most, like, it's the scariest film ever. You know, it's, don't watch it. The devil is actually in it. You know, all that kind of, like, superstition stuff. Um, Because I think people have a bit of a, you know, you can have your Dracula movie, you can have your, um, your zombie movie or whatever, but there's not that many devil movies. No. I and know? this is really good. A, but I think, I think people, because it's, it's like bet into people from such a young age, you know, maybe in, in, in much more stricter, uh, Christian yeah. circles, it's a lot more fire and brimstone than it might've been what we might've grown up with. But, uh, so so, if there's a film about, like, the devil, like, whether it's Rosemary's Baby yeah, or no, The it Exorcist, strikes it's the like, that, yeah. there's a little bit of an aura around that film of, like, yeah, don't yeah. watch it or the devil will get, will get you. Yeah, you yeah. know, whereas vampires, they're kind of more fantasy for sure. some people, you know? So I think that's kind of why it would've, I would have been warned off of when I was younger, you know? But it
0: was, even at the time they were making it, they it took four or five years for them to be able to get it greenlit because the fear of occultism and Satanism at the time was yeah. really kicking off. So actually, yeah. even then, like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a difficult film to get made.
2: Exactly, yeah, but... um. It's uh one of the things I was really surprised about when I stuck it on was that it was written by Richard Matson. I even mm. texted you guys going, Oh my god, Richard because 'cause I'm such a huge fan of his but just when you said there a second ago about like the kind of uh the the, the god um yes uh, involvement at the end, like that doesn't surprise me at Richard Matson. you know, because he's he's very spiritual guy, like, you know, in his books, like I mean even like uh, if you if ever read um What Dreams May Come, it was turned into a film at Robin Williams, like it's all he about was, the was afterlife. That yeah, movie? yeah, he, I, really I like that film. I know. Yeah, and the book is fantastic. Okay. The book is really, really good. Um but he'd be very religious guy, like, you know. And I think you'll actually find that with a lot of like like Stephen King and stuff like that. They'd be oh, really like yeah. they kind of say like, you know, to, in order to write about that stuff. You have to believe in it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. yeah. that's why I think Irish people
0: are natural for making heart films. I yeah. think because, like you know, I I don't I don't really believe a, a word of it, and yet just because you're you're raised on it from such a young age, it's so ingrained in you this concept of like pure evil and everything yeah. like that yeah, that it yeah. does. And the same way the Exorcist and like the things, and I would think those films work for people who are not Christians, but particularly for, like it's hard not to. Be a little uneasy with it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Uh, when
2: it's done so well. Yeah. Because you can have a million B-movies about, you know, devil possession or whatever. and You can just kind of ignore it. But when it's like The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby, for example, that they're done in such a a real world kind of context. Absolutely. You but know, then, this that they more... really hit home and that, that's when they make people go, shit, maybe this actually is real. It, yeah, because
0: <laughs> like, this is one of the more contemporary Hammer ones now. I think it's set in the 1920s or 30s, so it's mm. not like it's modern day, but not set in ye olde mm. times. Yeah. Connor, do you want to give us a basic story on it?
2: Um...
0: <laughs>
1: you watched it today, right? I watched it
2: today. <laughs> is that an unfair bit of pressure? Sorry. Yeah. Connor, on to you, Conor man. What, what? So, so it's basically uh, about all these rich English people. So Christopher Lee and
0: and his friend Rex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And turn up. They're going to see their friend Simon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, they find out that their friend is. Uh, they're, he's part of the As- astronomical society. They stumble know? into and yeah. they stumble into his room, and the floor is covered in this like mad like um. Uh, pentagram pentagram it's kind of a pentagram but it's a big you know occult symbol mm. anyway and then uh, he's like what's this all about oh it's just part of the design and then he hears a noise and he goes into the the closet and there's um uh, baskets with hens in them. A black And, and white. Like, hair. Oh You know And he knows immediately That he's like sacrificing I love the Christopher devil. Lee Like
0: yeah. he's, he's an expert in it Which kind of is a great yeah. way Of being able to get your story Moving quicker Because yeah, yeah, he just yeah. sees everything is he's like No this is clear Evidence yeah. of a sacrifice yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely But could.
1: this is like Five minutes in oh, and yeah. Yeah. In the guy's house And they're kind of kidnapping him And they're on yeah. the road I mean it was one of the, the two things I loved About that this film Were yeah How quick Just the pace of it But also it was nice It felt like you were out of the studio for a while. Like they were on the... And even though some of the... Green screen, screen car stuff, stuff yeah, does yeah. take away I from think it a scene little works bit. works, though. But yeah, Oh, on. yeah, but like for pure... Sto- but just like, it, it felt like a little breath of fresh air yeah. having watched the other Hammers. Very much so, you
0: know. And this was later. This is in 1968. So actually, this was in Hammers' down period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was it was one of Lee's passion projects. Yeah, yeah. That's where yeah, it yeah, to get yeah. it made.
2: Uh, but then, uh, yeah, so then it kind of turns out that like there's this guy... Um, oh, I can't think of the oh, character's Mikato. name. Oh, Ma- Makato. Makato, yeah. And he's played by the guy from um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show who uh, is he's the narrator and he was also in the beast, the beast must, must die. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw him in this film. Today. I was like, oh, brilliant! Yeah. So he plays this kind he's of like, very good. Oh, he's evil. great, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, he's yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. And I was surprised because you know, I suppose when I saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show first, I was like, who's this guy? He's really like legendary yeah. voice, real you know, cool guy. But I'd never seen him anything else. And then, like in the space of like a month, I see him in like two other films. That's a good point. Charles yeah. Gray? Am I right? I, I don't know. I, I, um, it was,
1: I, you could be. I keep uh, meaning to look yeah. him up,
2: but um, yeah. So it, it turns out he's like this kind of like a satanic cult leader guy. And he uses, like, the power of the devil to, like, hypnotize people to, to, like, you know, kill other people and stuff. So there's, there's a bit of a mystery as to, you know, like, why is all this mad stuff happening? And, you know, like, you're kind of watching it going, like, you're not sure, like, what people's intentions are. But then you realize, like, that they've been hypnotized, essentially. Um, And, uh there's uh it's it's really good like i mean there's this there's this great scene where they're all standing in a circle and the the daughter comes into the room yeah and that's this where it builds spider. up the, the, yeah. Yeah. that, that scared fantastic. the crap i knew i was watching it going okay that's like a tarantula <laughs> that they've somehow made bigger and yeah. it's going after the girl but it scared the crap out of me but it's
0: but even before that? because i think makata i think it's makata or whatever um his whole delivery despite okay because this film is quite brave in the way that you do actually get to see the devil appears. I yes. say to him, he's mm. like, right, does what, what it, Christopher Lee says, like, the goat of Mendes, <laughs> yeah. the devil himself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, so they do show you those things, which can be a bit riskier, but I think it yeah. works in this film. Yeah, no, but like, his delivery as the bad guy, though, is quite chillingly cold because mm. he's very calm and practical and confident about his powers. Mm. Like, he doesn't actually... You know, there's the scene where he seduces the mother in the house. He yeah, kind of that's almost... That's really scary. Like, it's that really... That and really it's sense. just two people sitting on couches looking yeah, at her, but yeah. he, he talks with such gentle confidence. Yeah. And th- like, that is how persuasion and all these things work. And it's just... I love that instead of having the flamboyantly over the yeah. top, like, I cast thee out, he's yeah. so confident in the Dark Lord that he just knows he can do these things. Yeah, and I find yeah. that quite creepy. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, you go to your satanic mass... Where you get, the devil himself appears and Absolutely. like Rex fucks a fucking bomb of like holy <laughs> yeah. water or something, and they drive a car into it like yeah, to rescue. Yeah, like yeah. it's pretty. Uh, action wise there's quite yeah, a lot going yeah, on yeah, here yeah, yeah. um and even earlier when like uh, cause they they rescue their friend simon from the house initially and, and then he manages to escape and goes back to his house mm-hmm. and that's kind of a spooky bit where they break into simon's house they kind of walk around trying to find him mm-hmm. and they're upstairs and they find the book and then all of a sudden the, the, demon spirit, appeared, the, the seri- spirit yeah mm-hmm. um, questionable uh questionable uh, racial yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah voodoo type tensions with it but then like and that's like this is where you realize that christopher lee's friend rex is a dick because like the first thing Chris Riley says is "Don't look at the eyes," and like Rex, I swear to God, he looks down for about three seconds and yeah. then he just looks up, you know. And it's, it's just like, like
2: "Don't walk towards yeah. him," and he starts. Know, and he starts. <laughs> no,
0: he does. <laughs> and you're just kind of going, "You're not even trying." Man. Like yeah. he just he, that was because like no, the the power of the demon did not force him to look. That was his own curiosity. And then yeah. even later on, when they rescue the girl like Rex decides to leg it off with her because Mm -hmm. he figures yeah I don't need the expert in Satanism I think we can just protect her somewhere else Yeah, yeah. and the
2: angel of death as well when the angel of death ah
0: the the horse let's get on to the finale is like incredible so basically after all this kind of to and and fro and other things it comes to a point where Christopher Lee and three other people are in the house and they realise they're going to be uh, attacked by the forces yeah, of evil yeah, that yeah. night and so they create a pentagram and they're inside yeah. it and all they have to do is stay within the pentagram yeah. while they're going to be tempted yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they get like the, the I don't know, like, some of the effects maybe don't quite stand up but they still, it's creepy, there's a giant tarantula spider that comes mm. towards them and like it's lovely done, as you said Connor, then there's the, the daughter of the, the family who are in there like comes the and the down mother's downstairs. trying to
2: run out, she's trying to draw her out of the yeah. circle by yeah, 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 having yeah. the, the tarantula attack the daughter and Chris was like, no, it's like, that's not your daughter you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's brilliant and it, then the Horse.
0: So, yeah it's so perfect like it's po-faced but it works brainy because christopher lee sells it so much with his confidence because before the horse the angel yeah. of death the, on a winged horse comes in like it's the fact that he delivers saying you know like he, i think he pretty much announces like the angel yeah. of death is coming yeah, now yeah, and yeah. you're kind of going whoa how's that yeah, gonna look and then absolutely. literally a skulled fucking person comes in yeah, and a winged yeah. horse what was it he said
1: uh, it always has to take one, per- one yeah like been. a life for a life yeah yes. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but like, that, it, like that's an incredible bit because I even imagery wise like that's something I I yeah. didn't realize I uh, what film it was. But when I was younger, I clicked onto a channel one night and just seen an image of that giant spider coming towards the pentagram, and it fascinated me since then. It was only in the middle of watching it in the cinema I realized okay. this is that film. Yes. And I love that, I loved that yeah. whole segment. Yeah, and, 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 and when the spider serious, like, when
2: the spider dies and it's like upside down mm, and. That, I think at that stage they've just got like a puppet in or something like that, and it's just like all melting and smoke. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Off, it yeah. Looks so cool. I wouldn't be surprised if they just killed a fucking <laughs> poor spider. You <laughs> know,
0: but uh, it is great. And then uh, you know, I then after that, okay, so. The daughter of these this parent has actually been kidnapped mm. by yeah, Makata, yeah, and yeah. so they have to go and, and rescue her again. Like, it's that, that, chase that chase to yeah. the. To it's the, weird because uh, like that bit works fine, but like I I feel it doesn't quite sit as well in the rest of the film. Particularly again because they all sort of arrive in separate groups at that house, and all individually are told don't walk down to the altar where the people are, and consistently they all take turns and walking <laughs> down and become yeah, convinced yeah. over. But that's when we get into our you know what I would call slightly religious problems with the storyline because. How does it work? It's, like, basically just the goodness of the girl. Or Tannen, or whatever her name is written down there. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Um, But, like... Yeah, ma- manages to recite special words, yeah. and then the goodness of God just not only does it manage to just defeat evil there and then, but it manages to undo time and bring back
2: to life. Does, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and 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 Chris Verlin uh, uh, very helpfully explains that. <laughs> yeah, has <laughs> a, he a little monologue to say because basically, yeah, one of the girls, uh, Rec, the girl who's with Rex for like most film, I can't think of mm-hmm. her name, but she gets killed, and that, that, that's when they're saying like, oh, the angel Thomas. of death has to take yeah, yeah, yeah. has to take a life, you know, and. There, you know, he's carrying her in his arms. It's really there's smoke coming up behind him. It's really like sad and dramatic and stuff. But then the girl recites the words, sends the devil back where he came from, and then suddenly the girl who was dead is alive again. Yeah, yeah. and and he goes, ah, yes, time (laughs) has once been reversed, (laughs) and it's like really, like he really explains the shit out of it. And he goes, uh, he goes, um, he goes, uh, and they they go, but what about Makata? Uh, Like, where is he? It's like, uh, ah. But he is dead because the angel <laughs> yeah, of death it's, it's has execution. to take a life for a
3: life. And you're like, but
0: it is. how come she came? That's Michael- what I love. I that's the other thing when, like, Simon goes, "Thank God," and then Christopher he <laughs> yes. says, "Yes." He is the one we should thank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the that's end the of the film. Night. And I know. it was like, <laughs> you know, it's so non subtle. It just pulls out into a wide shot and yeah. it's just like, yep, kids,
1: yeah. God. <laughs> they do, after that whole chase thing, they do wake back up in the circle again. Don't they do. They? That's yeah, what's yeah. confusing
0: about it. And I was kind of going, oh, is this this dream thing? And I'm not sure about this, lads. But no, Christopher Lee's totally cool with that as well. He just, <laughs> in about eight lines, just says, this is what happened, folks. We just didn't have the money to show you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you
2: see, I think like, you know, just think about it now. Like if you have a film where the devil, it, the actual devil is in it and, you know, he's the bad guy, like there has to be some sort of reference to God though, doesn't there? No, You know, because if you're does. in a world where the devil exists, then God exists in that world as well. Like if it's something like The Exorcist, it's kind of like, is this is this just a demon uh you know possessing this girl is this like a like an evil spirit or something like that is it is it not it's not explicitly like you know satan mm. Like,
1: no, Pazuzu Shelby. isn't. Seen, I guess but it's a bit yeah. like what do they call it, Deus Ex Machina, where yeah. a thing just comes in yeah. that's not being set up. The they didn't okay. even. Yeah, 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 they yeah, they didn't yeah. even like,
0: develop. We'll we'll use these special words to bring God in or yeah, anything like yeah. that. It just pops out of nowhere. Because yeah. like even in the Exorcist, or like the stand, the stand where yeah.
2: the, the hand literally the hand of God just comes and just puts his hand. Spoiler over there. alert for the <laughs> stand.
0: If you're one thousand two hundred pages into that book, <laughs> <Connor> <laughs> <laughs> really or, or, or eight hours into the film. I'm sorry. Really great book though. Really worth reading. But yeah, no, because I think for me the reason the extras works. I love films that address kind of the religious attitudes of it, but the exorcist kind of posits the fact of, well, this seems to prove that there is evil in the world. And it's almost, Mm -hmm. if there is this evil, we need to believe in good even more so, but nothing yeah. in the film guarantees the presence of evil. Right. Do you know what I mean? As in like sorry, the presence of good. So when Karas like uh you know takes on the demon at the end and everything like that could be just his own. Yes. Yeah, goodness. it's not necessarily no, the power no, of God. And, yeah. But so but we want yeah. to believe that that's that these good people can do it. And so like that for me is the most interesting thing where you're kind of going, you know, that absolutely could be a sign, which is the same as anything, anything you want to call miracles or like the good grace of God. Yeah. Like it's where you kind of say that could be chance. Or I could choose to believe that it's a good thing. And I, I love that area to play, mm-hmm. but this yeah. one is just like, no, it just got. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well that, but that's <laughs> T like Rex
1: in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> but Jurassic that, that, that's, because, that's
2: because they have already kind of you know, uh, stated like, you know, oh, it's definitely the devil. It is, but you they don't I mean?
0: talk about God actually before, yeah. about fighting him with God. Okay, they do, but he does, a guy, look, Chris Release a bit tired, but he has to go off and do some research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, He just yeah, turns yeah. back over the answers. <laughs> but they do use the holy water and everything. But yeah, I just, I, I maybe I just needed a little bit of him kind of going, you know, the only way to defeat the devil is with the light of God. Yes, yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, God has his own weapons, and they just fuck a Bible at him or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah I, I, I don't know. it, It, it Maybe in the book, there's a little bit more time in it and mm. it flows a bit better. Just it kind of was, it was a Deus Ex Machina thing. You're right. Connor. Well, it
2: was, yeah, it was very much so. The last five minutes was just, you know, and then this happened and that happened because yeah. of this. And now God's. But save I love the confidence as well,
0: though. They're <laughs> yeah. not even kind of apologizing. It's like, and there you have it, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Go home. Uh, but no, so Devil Rise Out, I think, definitely worth watching. Yeah. It's a little, it can be a little bit cheesy in, in some parts, mm-hmm. but that's also a wonderful, fun thing to watch, I think. And actually, yeah. for Satanism and occultism, not that many great films out there. I think that and Night of yeah, the So Demon for all you Satan- out Probably there yeah, Night of
1: Demon is great yeah 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 for all you but Satanists out there <laughs> listen to
2: this that's a movie for you oh well, that
0: was an interesting thing as well because like Makata in that was based on Aleister Crowley oh, the famous because yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah your yes. man the, the Dennis Wheatley who wrote, who wrote the book apparently invited Alistair Crowley over for dinner to, to talk with him just to try and get a sense of him for the book no I inviting him because <laughs> like, yeah. this is the time where people believed that you know, he could actually yeah. be a, a, a member of the Satanic cult well he was but like you know, an actual worshipper of Satan mm. and like uh, yeah I don't know if I'd invite him around to the house as much as I don't believe in those <laughs> things anyone else who does believe I'm not sure I want at my dinner table What's next, folks? Um, handed the Baskervilles. Oh, I haven't seen it. Didn't get
2: seen. Oh. Ali was uh, rainy recommending the shit out. So this is a non-horror.
0: Peter Cushing playing Sherlock Holmes this is one of their yeah, earlier yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take us away, um, Connor.
1: Well, so basically, there's people from this the Baskerville. They're kind of a, a rich family, I suppose, rich estate. So, um, mm. they're. God, I'm terrible for remembering these plots. I know it's, hard. I know, it's really hard. there has been mysterious it's deaths like, on the moor. There's, there's uh,
0: ten
2: fancy uh, people standing and, in a room no, having a talk.
0: It, <laughs> it, it, like, I, like, I don't remember, but like yeah, mysterious deaths and like people believe it's down to this mythical beast.
1: Yeah, exactly. The family is kind of haunted. They believe in this this beast on the moor. Um, I really like what I liked about it was you definitely saw little uh, hints to American Werewolf. I suppose. Do you know what I mean? That right. that there's something about. Uh, a creature on the moor howling. That's really. It's sort of. It's. It, it creates a nice atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, don't walk home on the moor. You know, yeah. beware um, the moonlight. Is that like a
2: nice rule that's kind of set up early? Like, don't walk home on the uh, moor. Well, it's,
1: it's it's the families basically. They have. I think they all suffer from like a weak heart. Okay. And uh, this uh, this uh, when the guy basically one of the guys is killed at the start. Um, it's a, it's it, the opening is really cool. Uh. But uh, yeah, one of the guys dies out on the moor, and then I think a guy comes home to because he inherits the family thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you do. this is the idea. Um, and and Sherlock Holmes has to investigate. Of course, it's actual Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 he's he's yeah it's one of the most famous Sherlock yeah, Holmes stories. Yeah, yeah. So. Peter Cushing's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. And he kind of goes. He kind of goes. I'll follow. He sends Watson down first, and he goes. I'll five have a couple of things to do. I'll follow you on. But then like. And I was kind of going Where's Peter Cushing Like where's he gone yeah, A lot of it's not Watson in the... actually Yeah yeah in But the then like no But like halfway through the story You realise Holmes has been down already He got the next train down And he'd been hanging Working out, in the or... background Yeah yeah <laughs> Working in the background Oh, oh yeah. And then
2: does he come out With some nice information When you need it Like does he
1: Yeah basically The the kind of idea Is that these Baskerville guys the They're lured by a woman Out This is the sort of what keeps happening when they die? They're being lured by this girl out onto the moor, and because they've a weak heart, there's a dog. It's, it's actually a really nice special effect with the mask. On yeah, it. it's a dog with a mask on it. Because so, if, I remember we were talking about werewolves. The other Absolutely, day. like this was a brilliant way to do the werewolf because it was like this big horrible dog, but they they had a really nice good mask on his face, oh, but it yeah. looked really creepy. Okay, yeah,
2: um, because Peter Cushing was also in. <clears throat> a werewolf movie called The Beast Must Die. And, <laughs> and film, I will slap that smile <laughs> off your face. <laughs> and in that film, uh, that was the one, in my opinion, anyway, that had kind of the worst werewolf. It was just an Alsatian with a
1: okay. bit of extra No, Now this on one it. worked because I couldn't actually tell what... You know you're kind of looking at it going? There's something out of it. Yeah, it's yeah. something on, his head is real big, but it's kind of creepy looking. There's another, speaking of tarantula scenes, there's another really creepy tarantula scene in this where um, the... The, when you first introduced Holmes meets the new Baskerville guy, uh, the guy is kind of shouting out to his servant, but Holmes is really there, you know, yeah. and uh, he comes in, and the guy is about to put his boots on, but uh, he picks up his boot and there's a tarantula oh. in the boot, no. but it cli- starts climbing up your man's oh, arm shit. and up his shoulder, and Holmes is like getting his cane ready. And can he not
2: see it? Does he not know it's?
1: Uh, the, on well, him? no, the guy's just he's, um your man's just basically going, "Don't move." Okay, yeah, do. yeah, and oh, like
2: a. Uh, what was that film um, Oh like in Home Alone It's like
1: more like James Bond In Doctor No Okay Oh you know, yeah, Spiders yeah. crawling up him. I've seen Home
2: Alone Where he's like the, the You know he's got the spider On his chest oh, Yeah it's a bit like, like that golf club Yeah yeah It's
1: climbing up his arm right. And going up onto his shoulder And, and Home just <laughs> like, don't is, like move. <laughs> Turning your head to the side nice. Like you know nice. And um, it's quite a tense scene. And um, I wonder, if it's the same
2: tarantula from Devil's i Not sure. Could have been on the I payroll. Apparently, yeah,
1: yeah. tarantulas are incredibly if fragile
0: he creatures. Both if you survive <laughs> those scenes, <laughs> yeah, I don't be know really where surprised. I was reading. It, but apparently, like, if a tarantula, even like if it falls a couple of feet, it'll actually die. They're, they're really not built oh, like we, we just know. it's just from us because they looked good on screen is the only yeah. reason they were using these because they yeah. were furry and bigger. But apparently, they are actually really oh, pretty shit spiders because when, whenever I think of tarantulas I just picture that fucking scene from the beyond is it where they're all over the person they're biting the lip Fuck. and stuff uh, like it's no. just no, thanks. gross because <laughs> okay. they, anyway, sorry, they do, do to... say
1: in the film like that um, like a tarantula w- wouldn't kill you the bite but, it, but basically because the Baskervilles they all inherit this bad heart Oh, so ah. a bite from them. a tarantula would kill them okay, you know yeah. that's so, a nice thing actually a yeah. red weakness in yeah, all of them yeah. it actually makes yeah. them more vulnerable Yeah, yeah no, I kind of like that
2: so that was a good one you reckon
1: yeah, I do. I actually enjoyed that one. I have to okay. say. Yeah,
2: yeah. I must. Uh, I must put. Yeah, that one there's down.
0: actually like I know. I, I definitely want to get on to the nanny. I want to talk with you about the Abominable Snowman briefly, but there was just one or two worth mentioning as well, kind of off the horror topic. You've One Million Years BC,
3: Uh-oh. you know,
0: which. You, you mightn't think you've seen you possibly haven't but Raquel Welch in the fur bikini you have seen because it's just one of those iconic
3: images is that a it, Hammer movie it's a
0: Hammer movie and yeah you don't think oh, of it as I a Hammer know. movie no. and of course Andy Dufresne in and the Shawshank Redemption used the poster of her Rita Hayworth but it's, it's Rita Hayworth in the book in the it's book. not in the okay. film oh really? That's it's Raquel Welch well definitely at one point it's Raquel Welch oh. Uh in the fur bikini. I think, he, I think he goes through two posters in the film if memory oh, serves me okay. correct because it was over quite a period of time. Mm, right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that image of her oh, you're right, there you're right. Like, I remember uh, it being now, now for a It's just an yet. iconic image, you know, and obviously like mm. slightly cheap and trashy but like posits the idea that a million years ago that cavemen and dinosaurs all kind of fought it out and everything like that but, oh is uh, it a
2: creationist fantasy yeah it is absolutely it confirms
0: <laughs> god and it puts a stunningly beautiful woman in a bikini
2: um, a, a riding on top of a dinosaur
0: no she doesn't do that it doesn't go quite that yeah. far but there was it was actually i think quite heavily censored in america i think they took about eight or nine minutes out of it uh initially when it came out but you know it's just funny because when we think of hammer it's so much on that set based kind yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. But they did they did branch out into a few bigger things And i don't know if anyone else has seen this but uh I, I know a few people who I've known I've exposed to over the years but Captain Kronos vampire, oh, vampire I can't <laughs> get my this. hands on it. I have a copy yeah, of that did, actually did you see it with yeah. me the, the Harathon I think it was upstairs at one point yeah 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 it, yeah, like, yeah, it, it yeah, is what I said, yeah. like it's not a good film but it may be a great film, you know, <laughs> you know, cause it's just like, all I remember of him is like, you know, he's just going around slaying vampires, but he, he darts forward with his little fencing sword and goes, Kronos, every time <laughs> and stabs him and dies. Yeah. And you oh, cannot man. love it. And he yeah, introduced yeah. himself as Captain Kronos, vampires. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause
2: yeah. when I, when I came across that one, cause you, you mentioned to, to check that out. Oh yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like okay yeah, I'll have a look into it and it just from reading even the synopsis and seeing the photo I was like this seems like it's somewhat removed from their other kind of Dracula Van Helsing kind of yeah, stories so yeah, it's like yeah, they were, yeah. they were no, they're having a bit of fun like, with it. Yeah, yeah. It
0: definitely not taking too seriously and actually the only other thing that I've never seen that is the Hammer House of Horror I'd actually love to check out their TV show they did oh, Okay, mm-hmm. they did 13 standalone episodes they're all about an hour long but there's supposed to be some very good ones so it's, it's all very different like one is witches one is okay. like a, so it's not just everything they've covered I don't think mm. they go to the Dracula or stuff at all um but apparently there's some pretty damn good episodes in that actually so you know it was one of those things that i always remember seeing in hmv hmv rip you know which is always very sad but it was Mm -hmm. always way too expensive um but I would love to check them out because apparently they were actually okay. properly solid. And you know, right. even because we were saying the hammers, it's good that they're an hour and a half. Sometimes I kind of think, oh, 50 minutes is actually an even nicer yeah, spot yeah, for some uh, of them. Yeah, you know, get yeah, in, get yeah. out. Totally. You yeah. got your kind of weirdness, and off you go. Yeah. Like, uh, mm. so that would be something I'd love to check out. It's unfortunately I couldn't do it for this episode.
2: What's it called Hammer House of Horror? It's Hammer House TV of Horror. Series.
0: Yeah, yeah. They only Just like thirteen one kind of, episodes. Right. Okay. Which is very like a modern day Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was thirteen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I think they, they probably wanted to go on further than that, but I'm not yeah. sure that the, the yeah. funny... Mm-hmm. It was towards the later end of their their you yeah, know their downfall, I think, but yeah. apparently that was the better stuff they created in later years was actually wow. in the series, mm-hmm. so one to check out.
2: There's a film I came across today, actually, that I started watching, and I'm actually, as we speak, I'm halfway through it, and I, I'm looking forward to going home, to finishing it off, because okay. it was really... It, it was pretty good. Like It's called The Witches, uh, hammer film from the 60s. Okay. Have you heard I of am it? I no. uh, It's got uh, this actress in it called Joan Fontaine, uh is that the name, her name. Yeah, she yeah. was in Rebecca, oh, and very she good, won yeah. an Oscar for her role in the film Suspicion with Cary Grant. I think it was another uh, I Rebecca's uh, one. Of one, one. Films Rebecca, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, like so, she would have been kind of the gotcha. romantic interest in Rebecca. She's brilliant because she just, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, there was just something really kind of struck me about her. And I was like, r- I read up a little bit on it, and basically, the witches. It's uh, made in the '60s, so it would have been like 25 years after Rebecca, um, but. Uh, it's about uh, this woman who's, like, doing some... Um, it starts off really quick. Like, she's she's working in some uh, uh, research, educational place mm-hmm. in some jungle in Africa. Christopher Lee comes in. No, We've got to no. get her out of here. <laughs> You're just waiting for her. <laughs> but she's, she's, she's in Africa, and these, like, voodoo witch doctors come in and... W- they descend upon her and mm-hmm. then it just cuts to like you know a couple of years later in like some small like English town where she's now moved to this small English town um and uh, to be a school teacher uh so it's just like a million miles away from like kind of the world of like you know voodoo and witchcraft and like you know you know something went down over there but you don't necessarily know what it was but she's really like shaken by it but you know now she's in this nice little town so she's just like gonna mm. go about her day here but she's the real kind of like uh You know, that kind of investigative gaze, like, you know, that really kind of like there's something not right in this town Mm. and there's some weird people and there's talk of witchcraft and, uh, you know, there's there's like people disappearing and stuff happening to the kids. And she's kind of like investigating and stuff, you know, and it's pretty cool. It's based on a book called The Devil's Own. Um, not the not the Brad Pitt, not the Brad Pitt one <laughs> not the IRA movie but it's based on a book called The Devil's Zone and apparently this actress jo- Joan Fontaine read the book fell in love with it and brought it to Hammer and yeah said, it doesn't sound oh, very Hammer like, yeah, but yeah.
0: obviously like a witch's thing but it sounds mm. like there's a lot more going on story wise yeah like um, I mean it
2: definitely kind of kept me going like you know uh, so I really want to just you know, to be continued. Okay. For the yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ended. but it's it's cool. Yeah. It's worth what doesn't seem to be like a witchy kind of witches film, but yeah, more of a yeah. witchcraft kind of thing. Okay. Um, but definitely there was a bit of a vibe, like I mean, a very small kind of vibe of you know Wicker Man, you know, the person going to the small town and mm-hmm. weird stuff well, going on. What's
0: the other one that they did? Was it Blood? And, no, no, Blood and Satan's Claw is not Hammer, is it? It's just one of those ones that looks like Hammer.
2: Never mind. I don't know. That was another one in the folk horror season they showed in the oh, i5 okay. Also, a tiny little bit of a buzz of Rosemary's Baby off it. You know, just that thing where like. At the start everyone seems really like nice and perfect in this little town but you know there's going to be some sinister twists along the way like so
1: and does it suffer from any of the like back projection type stuff is it in that zone of hammer horror or does it like you mean special effects wise yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so
2: far it's It's just been fairly out in the real world you know Hmm. so a lot of like kind of natural light and it's picturesque like english town so it no, it doesn't look kind of like crappy sets as well. Yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah. of the time, it looks kind of decent. Okay. You know, apparently, the filmmakers weren't really happy with how it turned out. Um, but um, well, yeah. <laughs> that there's like the not <laughs> virtually every fucking. <laughs> <film>. <laughs> 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 Welcome Damn. to our world. Folks. <laughs> there's not many. There's not much uh, info about it on online, so I don't know if it's one of the more well known. Yeah, ones. it's probably much more lesser. Yeah, known. That sounds like an interesting, one to is. Check out. Yeah. interesting to check out. Interesting to check out.
0: I have to talk about the uh, Abominable Snowman before we but Connor do you have any other ones there apart Not from the really? nanny?
1: No if you want to um, that was pretty much most of the ones I watched I think Reptile was the only other one I kind of glanced Is that any at. fun? But it's alright I mean tell me there is a giant reptile man in it. There is yeah okay. yeah yeah. <laughs> oh don't worry rest assured there <laughs> his is. His eyes are like in a fixed
0: position. <laughs> you know. Does he have to turn his head to look? Now in fairness Batman had yeah. to do that for many years <laughs> ago so. <laughs> Yeah, oh actually uh, f- like shout out did anyone see the, the IFI 70mm v- screening of Batman uh, at the tickets. end of March Which Batman the First one. Keaton one ah oh, no way yeah yeah, 70mm yeah, yeah. um, screening that's my favourite one yeah oh, I, I think I'm going to have to get because I presume okay, that's going to go go set over over out right. so yeah what, I think date, is the t- right? I think 27th or 28th of March or maybe they're doing two screens oh, okay. of it but no, okay. Batman 70 mil. Yeah. Why yeah. not? We should
2: all go. I actually have a spare ticket if one of you guys want to take. I'll mine. take it. Damn okay. it. Fuck. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, on Batman. We are right. actually just okay. underneath the iFi, so it's not really a problem <laughs> yeah. to
0: do. Do you know, actually, without getting off topic completely, but for me, even the original Batman, like what I get excited about is just the amazing confidence of that opening title with that music and just the logo yeah, turning. Yeah, yeah. And it just reveals, like, it's just, it's so bold. Because, like, at that stage, there hadn't been a kind of a serious Batman. Yeah. and it took it's like 3 minutes of time whenever yeah. i right with the credits yeah, to actually yeah, yeah. build up to this crescendo and it just
2: some you know. i i saw i saw that recently as well and some of the cinematography in it is just really like nicely done like they were trying to clearly replicate a lot of that frank miller yeah. stuff you know uh, in the comics so I'd be really interested to see it on the big screen I've yeah, never, scene, never seen it on the big it screen 70
0: it's just like it, it's a dream come yeah. true so uh, folks we'll, we'll see you there
1: absolutely. I mean it is uh, just since mentioning Tim Burton there it is interesting with Sleepy Hollow how mm. that was influenced a lot by Hammer oh completely that's you know? his yeah, love letter yeah. to it yeah. really yeah, isn't, yeah. It, like, yeah. isn't it like it's uh, like the paint the blood that's like red like mm. paint oh the blood yeah. is beautiful yeah
2: especially when yeah. everything else is so desaturated like you know the rest of the film it's so like neutral kind of tones then you just have this blood that looks like radioactive like yeah. Yeah, yeah, I need know. to
0: give that another go, actually, because I, I didn't. You know, I, I've. Some Tim. I either absolutely adore some Tim Burton's and other ones I'm a lot cooler on, and it just didn't
1: quite I like me, it, but the I know plot, a lot of people love it. I mean, the plot is. Utterly convoluted. Yeah. It's just really stylish, isn't it? Yeah, but but uh, I I actually I do like, like it. it. Headless I like it.
0: Horseman, like I'm always mm, on board for yeah. a second. Oh, yeah. I,
2: I that came I remember seeing that in the cinema when it came out. And actually I went to see it twice in the cinema and the second time I went to see it the uh projector ate the print and it was the only time that's ever happened when I've been in a oh, cinema. Man. But it's uh, always a bizarre feeling, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but I've just eaten half a <laughs> bag of popcorn <laughs> 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 it's only th- been ten minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Right, back on topic. Uh, Abominable Snowman, I just want to very briefly mm. touch on. Um, so, very quickly, like, again, uh, stars Peter Cushing. <laughs> really? <laughs> but, yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, very simple kind of setup. I think there's a couple, they're traveling to a, a Buddhist monastery. They're on, I don't know, some kind of a, an adventure. Um, and this other expedition turns up with this guy called, I think it's Friend or Friend, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Um, but he's on an expedition to discover the Yetis, or the uh, Abominable okay. Snowman, as you say. And uh, so the guy in his couple just kind of goes well I'd love to come along to do that <laughs> and just leaves the wife in the, in the monastery and heads off to do it but like uh, that's fine because um, he's, he's interested in going there from a scientific viewpoint but he yeah. doesn't realise the guy leading the expedition it's the just it's for science wants, darling yeah. you wouldn't understand but the guy running the thing is actually just there for fame and fortune and doesn't care at all right um, and this is an interesting one where like in the same of the Quatermass ones that there's actually genuine kind of, there's a heartfelt kind of message to the world in the middle of these kind of films and, uh, that not all the hammer ones had, but so they go after it basically. And eventually they, uh, managed to shoot and kill a Yeti to cut a long story short. And, uh, they stick around to try and capture a live one. Cause that's really what they want. Cause that would be the perfect discovery. And, um, the, obviously the killing of the yeti has caused you to hear these really nasty howls out in the snow and in the fog. You, of course, you know, it's, it's on sets, this one, so yeah, it's mostly yeah. foggy things, but it's quite creepy just hearing the howling out there and not knowing. At one point mm. you see a very hairy hand appear underneath the tent and pull something <laughs> out. So you, you, you kind of realise, okay, I'm going to see something. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about it is, so you have this dead yeti and eventually they kind of realise, okay, we're not going to capture a live one, so let's just cut our losses and head off. They've lost one or two of their members at this stage. Yeah. But all the members of their party end up Dying are being killed either by their own silliness, like mm-hmm. either by falling off a cliff, you should just fall <laughs> off a cliff, uh, or they get crushed by an avalanche or anything. So actually, it's all under their own doings, it's not right. the Yetis that okay, do yeah, it. Yeah. And in the end, Peter Cushing's character is the, is the or Peter Cushing, sorry, uh, his, his la- he's the last guy left alive, and yeah. he's in this cave with the Yeti, and you realize they're coming. And he's terrified and he's pressed up. And they come in this shadowy way. It's really quite creepy. These big, hulking, basically kind of like Bigfoot, you know, type yeah, yeah. creatures. Um, and they come in through the shadows. And you can only see bits of details of it through the light. And they're hovering there. And he's absolutely petrified. And then it becomes apparent that all they want is to take their own dead so they can bury it. Mm. And they don't harm him at all. And he mm. comes to the realization that they're actually a very intelligent species. And they're literally up in these mountains, biding their time till they can reclaim the earth after mankind destroys itself. Whoa and it's just cool. that's, he heads back down to the the monastery at the end of the only or sorry a rescue team come and find him and of course you know mm-hmm. he doesn't mention and how does many... he
2: know that they're biding their time he, he just
0: kind of knows. That out loud? Yeah, no, <laughs> they're it, clearly it, it, biding their time. It, it is like you know one of those things where you can you because I, I have a problem with that. Like in scripts nowadays, I'd love if I could write that. But back then, people <laughs> could kind of like look. Even yeah, actually, yeah, I yeah. watched Michael Mann's Manhunter the other day because it's one of my favorite films. And like, there's bits where Will Graham, uh, William Peterson, looks out a window and like basically does it. I'll get you, Beer Baron. Like uh, he yeah. does. He's like, I'm coming for you, you, son of a bitch. I'm coming. Like you know, <laughs> you were allowed kind of just say yeah, that's what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he gets back to the but it's, uh, Monastery and the Lama says like, did you see anything up there? And he says no, so that they can live there, their yeah, exists up there yeah, and not yeah, ruin it. But it's a yes. nice, because you know, it's just that kind of concept of the perceived fears mm-hmm. being out there and you presume the worst about something, the unknown, when actually the worst behavior is probably in yeah. your own yeah, doors. So, yeah, you know, yeah,
2: yeah. which folks today, you could learn a lot from this. So,
0: <laughs> you know, it's it's not the greatest one, but it's yeah. not a, a bad one. And I, I think we're worthy of checking. Yeah, I love know? that.
2: I like, I mean, I think that sounds great and I was definitely interested in checking out, but I, I couldn't find it. But Shudder for everyone You can get that okay, one And okay. Curse of
0: Frankenstein's on Shudder So is Quatermass 1 and 2 uh, yeah, So okay. anyone who has it and, th- and a
2: bunch of them Are available on YouTube as well Aren't they Like I think Hammer have a channel don't they? I
0: don't know if they have to do. I know Trauma have all their stuff on YouTube. I'm oh, not sure, okay, but yeah. definitely, like, should have a few of them, and they're actually really nice. It's amazing with some of these, like uh, the new high definition transfers of some of these films look so mm. prettier. Because like yeah, when we yeah. would have seen like the Hammer ones, and everything before, they're pretty grungy uh, and yeah, messed up. Like yeah. when you see them all cleaned up, you, it does give you a new appreciation for some of it.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. it also yeah. exposed the weaknesses. <laughs> <in some laughs> but, but like yeah. even with that Abominable Snowman thing, like I think that sounds great. But I always find it so funny in films when it's like they, they, need it, they need it to be like a slasher movie about a bonnable snowman, but it, it, that's not what the film is about, but they still need all the people to be killed. Yeah. Yes. So they yeah. just have them like dying by accident. Yeah, <laughs> like the, absolutely. I think that's so funny when
0: that
1: happens. No, you definitely do. Right, I want to talk about The Nanny. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, so yeah. guys, uh, who have you watched recently? I watched recently The or Nanny, yes. I, I saw The Nanny literally about 15 years ago it was just on telly one night and it was I do remember it was one of those films you know when you instantly see about two seconds of a movie and you know it's good yes you just know by whatever it is the camera the acting I was like shit this is looks like a great film and yeah so I think I've watched it about two or three times but many years ago yeah but I'm familiar with the plot I I might give you a lemon because
0: it's definitely worth watching like I've got I I do want to talk a little bit about this one because I just fucking love it um but, Mr. Downing, do you want to go? or?
2: What um, yeah, like, I mean, I watched it last night, um, and it, based on you guys' recommendations, you know, and I really didn't know what to expect from it, you know? After, especially after seeing, like, the kind of Draculas and I would, it, I would like call that. it a non-Hammer. No offense, mm, yeah, Hammer. Yeah, this yeah. is the least yeah. Hammer yeah. film. Totally. but And then when I saw Betty Davis was in it, I was like, oh, wow, because, like, I mean, I loved, you know, whatever happened to Baby, Baby Jane, Jane. All about yeah. Eve, That's, you know. Yeah, all that stuff, you know what I mean? So it, it, that kind of hooked me. And, like, I mean... I know what you're saying about like you know recognizing a film and saying like this oh this looks really good I don't even know what it is but it looks good but I think it was probably the fact that Betty Davis was in it that would make yeah, me keep yeah. watching it you know, um, uh so yeah it's basically about this uh, family uh, living in England and um it's a uh, father mother and their young son and they have a nanny who like lives in the house played by Betty Davis and uh, there's well,
0: yeah when it starts like the, the son isn't even there yeah the it son is.
2: isn't even there exactly and things are kind of strained in the family and there's a bit of a, st- a weird uh, dynamic the mother's
0: really upset for some reason she's yeah. upset that her son's returning after two years from some place. yeah exactly big of why and mm-hmm. what did he do yeah so
2: they pick up their son from like he's been in some kind of like boarding school type of well, thing mental uh, hospital me- uh, yeah like so for, be, yeah. For, for kids like yeah. you know and uh, the kid is like he's like playing pranks on all of his um, His his female minders And stuff like that yeah, in, they find him They find him room. like hanging That's the first time You see the kid He's like hanging From the rafters Like you know From a noose And it kind of reminds me A lot of Um uh, Harold and Maud have oh, you seen okay. that kind of yeah. guy yeah. yeah, 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 like he's yeah, always yeah. faking his own death and stuff like that uh, Yeah, this so kid is younger though isn't he he's, he's
1: much like, younger
0: oh he he's is, a child yeah, yeah. and like gets revealed yeah, yeah. to be a prank the, but yeah it's it's just cuz like even just on the very beginning of it like cuz i am with you Connor on the fact that like it just feels like a, a it's great black and white as well. Yeah yeah. yeah yeah hammer's is. last black and white film actually oh, um, right. um, But yeah, because it opens, like instead of the hammer thing usually where you've got kind of some kind of a big bravado thing, it just opens on this kid's merry-go-round going around and kids just kind of chanting and singing and there's this happy music. And you're kind of going, what am I watching? This Mm -hmm. isn't a hammer movie. Mm. And then the nanny kind of walks by and she's
2: feeding the ducks and she buys flowers and it's just... But the way, even the the way you were saying earlier about the hammer not having that many interesting kind of like directed shots and stuff, like even that opening shot, it's a shot on the playground or the merry-go-round and then it pans and the nanny is off in the background walking, so it kind of pans and follows her, like so it moves off them onto her is really nicely done. Do we there. know
1: who directed this or what else? No, did? I yeah. did
0: look it up, actually. Um, I don't know. Do I an, like, mm-hmm. It was it, nothing major of particular worth it, okay. I think. I think I recognised one thing, but yeah, bizarrely, because I kind of thought this could be someone who th- all their films yeah, might be yeah. really worth checking yeah, out. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, there's a very kind of weird tone about like when, so the nanny comes home and like these parents like they seem to be bizarrely kind of counselling each other and uh, the mother is just Traumatized, she can't go to pick up the kid because yeah, yeah. she's all like, uh you know, she's
2: looking at pictures of her, her daughter, daughter. Yeah, hasn't really necessarily been mentioned as well, but there, you can tell that there's like there's something. Yeah, it basically is. Eventually happened.
0: revealed that the daughter died two years ago, yeah, and Joey's been gone since then. um and It's weird because like the whole way through, actually, kind of it's it it slowly reveals its story. It doesn't yeah. kind of rush oh, into yeah. kind of like it kind of yeah because she's looking at the pictures of the daughter for a little bit before we actually even find out. Mm-hmm about the daughter missing. We don't really find out what happened to the daughter until quite later on in in the story. But I just thought, like, what's mad about it is, you know, um, obviously when Joey gets picked up from the mental asylum, there's a very strong tension between Joey, the kid, and I don't know what age do you reckon he is? He's about eight. Eight, Yeah, something like that. And the nanny. And it's kind of weird because the nanny has that kind of cold sternness to her. But also, she defends Joey and actually Mm. allows him to do pretty much, like, she puts up with all his kind Mm. of BS around the house and Joey we know because of his pranks and stuff isn't exactly the most reliable person either and could be a shit stirrer yeah Yeah.
2: exactly so you're kind of led to believe that Joey is this little menace of a child you know and he's being horrible to his his Old nanny, you yeah. know, who seems everything to just... she says is wrong, like, yeah. Just... yeah, yeah exactly. And she's and she takes everything on the chin, and she just kind of like, you know, oh, whatever, whatever he wants, whatever he wants, you know. But and then you kind of see with the parents, like, the mother is very kind of childlike, but the, yeah, the mother is, like, is this the interesting because I actually think this film, like, for me, this is a Hitchcock worthy type yeah, film, yeah, like,
0: it yeah. really is because there's a lot of and it actually feels like I would not have been surprised if someone told me it was a Hitchcock film mm-hmm. because there's all those themes of mental illness and depression in all the characters because, yeah. yeah, the mother is clearly either suffering from post-traumatic stress, but definitely has depression issues. Yes. Mm. You know, and because the the nanny in this house of her son was also her nanny who just never left. Okay, exactly. And it's kind of there's a weird kind of creepiness there like that yeah she's never fully formed into an adult because mm. of it like cause the nanny still brushes, brushes her, her hair and encourages her and like kind of manages yeah. her I guess because like yeah. the husband in this one is a very traditional old fashioned one where whenever the family's in trouble he heads off to
2: the country <laughs> club. Exactly. there's just no yeah. interest and, and, then they... he, and then I think probably around the end of the first act he like goes off for, for business yeah. basically for the rest of the film and you never see him again no <laughs> and, but,
0: and he seems very unbothered by his wife's distress yeah. or any of the other problems he just like... wants everyone
2: else to sort it out and yeah. while he goes off like you know it's not
0: his thing like and i guess nanny kind of fills the hole in that like she because of his lack she takes that kind of Mm -hmm. control point in it but the mother's so susceptible to the nanny that she just presumes the very Mm -hmm. best
2: but then and but then literally about half an hour into the film the little boy is talking to his neighbor this girl who lives upstairs um and uh, he says, you know, oh, my parents are horrible to me. They think I killed my little sister. And you're like, whoa, what? Yeah, like, That's yeah. the first thing you hear of and anyone. So yeah, they, they think he killed it. And he just kind of says it offhand. Like, and well, he, like, yeah,
0: he says it really interesting because he says she was murdered.
2: Ah, okay. And,
0: and he got sent away for it for yeah. two years. And you're kind of going, that's pretty, because like murdered is very different than killed or died. Yeah, like, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, very yeah. direct. Yeah, and yet, yeah, this idea that the kid was just sent away. Yeah. And you kind of presume again, because it doesn't tell you like, he doesn't even say, but I didn't do it. Yeah. It's just... Mm these two things happened and you're kind of going that's so you realise
2: there's kind of more to the dynamic than than meets the eye and you can kind of feel there's going to be some mad reveal like later on you know there's going to be some mad twist and
0: it's just because even like it's it's slightly explained why later on but until you know what's going on there's there's very uncomfortable tones of even like abuse in the situation because it's a very disturbing bit where Joey has to go to his mother and he begs her to make nanny promise not to come into the bathroom, bathroom yeah. when he's having a yeah, bath. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: And that, like, you know, there is a context that's explained later on and I don't know, maybe that's just seeing through modern eyes and the way we
2: see the world mm, and everything, but
0: it's very upsetting to see this little kid and pleading no one, just to, to make someone promise not to come in. When and no one in. believes him. You yeah. know what I
2: mean? No one believes him because of all the things he's already done at this age. We don't believe him because, you know, we've seen him playing pranks like literally hanging himself yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, to scare people. So... You know, nowadays, like if you know a kid came in and said something like that, you know, they would be firing the nannies like straight away, like, yeah, you know, there'd be much, yeah, they just but like, back then it was kind of kids should be like seen and not heard and all that stuff, you know. So, there's a
0: beautiful, one, yeah, I think he says to his friend, the girl upstairs, where he says, like, you know, about the parents or the just about adults, is like, you know, they they, they never believe me, and the mm. girl just goes, they never do, yeah. and it's just there's a whole thing in this whole film about the failure of adults, yeah, yeah. Um, and not. I don't know whether it's trying to attack adults or it's just kind of admitting that actually the, the grown-ups are the fucked up ones yeah, to yeah, some yeah. extent because the kid actually is able to process this on a realistic way, but the parents are kind of carrying on as if they're handling it, but actually none yeah. of them are yeah. handling they're it. They're actually
2: just shirking their responsibility. Yeah, because the
0: dad just runs it. off. The yeah. mum just can't cope emotionally. Nanny's yeah. just shut down. Like, what is
1: the kind of nanny's motivation? Or yeah, it so I... It? I, I, I well, Here's that's that's kind of a big twist. That yeah, we're okay. I kind of
0: because I'm desperate to talk about it, but I don't know. Like, do we want to say like you know we're oh, yeah. now going to discuss
1: that because we're coming t- like well, maybe t- not because actually I'm interested yeah, enough to watch yeah. it again
0: but now. But a couple of things, a know. couple
2: of things that I would say even just the way you were saying about like certain kind of shots and stuff in mm. it. Like there was just this really cool thing, you know, where. Where it's a flashback Because there's a couple of flashbacks The flashbacks are of, very t- important as well Because the yeah. girl
0: is adorable Oh my god The so little young. girl who actually who So we
2: see dies. the sister
3: Yeah She's the
2: cutest little kid And she's a really good actor as well yeah, <laughs> Like yeah. you know um, But there's this thing with the bath And yeah. when you know that shot It's a long shot looking down a hallway And you just see Nanny like opening the, the, the yeah, bath Yeah I, I, I think we just can just talk about some
0: there. of that Without being on a spot I think because there's Because that there's, there's, that's, that's There's the reveal of what happened and then, but there, there's there's much more reveals later on about the context <laughs> yeah. of that that change it. So yeah. eventually uh, the kid sits down with the girl upstairs and tells her the story of that day. and The day
2: when his sister died. His sister died. And access. yeah, so it's yeah. like,
0: it's it's that really kind of sad thing you could see traumatizing someone because basically the kid's playing with a train set, doesn't want to play with his sister. His sister decides to give her, her- doll a bath. Um, she stands on a stool and she just slips and falls in and knocks herself unconscious. And they have been left alone because Nanny had gotten a phone call and left. Mm. So they were on their own unsupervised and Nanny comes back in and she just says, okay, children, time for your bath. She walks into the bathroom but doesn't look in the bath and just turns the taps on and walks out. Oh, and there's yeah. this whole scene of her walking around the house just putting her coat up and everything and all the time we can just hear the water running yeah. in the bath. Oh and it's just, what's amazing about that is and there's, there's music in parts of the Nanny but they completely cut it for that bit um, for a couple of the bits later on and it makes them so really unnervingly disturbing because it's that great thing that Hitchcock did like all we know is like he is now set up we know the kid's in the bath mm-hmm. we know she's unconscious when we hear the water running we don't need to see anything in there mm. just hearing that water running is like mm-hmm. a ticking time bomb you yeah. know and it you know again the simplicity of images because I think yeah. it's much more disturbing than the her, her ones when eventually she finds the kid in the bath, it's literally just a kid floating upside down in the bath, face down, and mm-hmm. that, it's it's an image but, ingrained in your brain. Like, I, I but find then out. there's
2: also a thing where she where she looks in the bath and she sees the the kid. Well, just that yeah, happy that's where it gets on. Like in the bath, and you are kind of like, "Oh, what's going on? here How
0: far can you see that? Yeah, because see, that's we hear from the kid's point of view, yeah, um, but that's yeah. as far as we get the the nanny finding the body. Mm. But just the way the flashback ends, because... And then Nanny's version comes later on, and we understand why she left the house and what happens afterwards.
2: And Yeah, and why she um, is trying to silence Joey as well. You know, she's very attached to the mother. um,
0: Well, see, that... Yeah, you see... Fuck it, like, I really want to get into this. (laughs)
2: You know what I mean? Like, it's a short movie. It's only only an hour and a half Can
0: we... Like, can we... Because, like, like, that's not quite my reading. Like, Connor... Can
1: we talk? No, no, it's okay. You I, can I say no. I mean, it, like, I don't. I've seen the film. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. I don't. I mean, I'm I not like, like,
2: well, you see, I think, I think it's definitely worth people watching it. Yeah. And I think definitely think it's a film that would be better discovering it as you go along, as opposed to knowing. Like, yeah. No, I, think I agree. It's one of
1: those films it's probably worth. It's probably worth better. It, than it, it yeah. is, but
0: like, I, I yeah, I'd say to anyone like you know, stop the podcast and watch it. But like, you know, yeah. it's one of those ones afterwards. I think you want someone to talk about it just because like it. it Oh, we can talk about it off camera, um, or off radio, (laughs) whatever we're on.
3: Yeah, it's
1: Um, so funny, uh, spoilers from, like, what, 19... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, (laughs) it's just because it's it's a really interesting
0: one because of the way that it kind of deals with these things, and actually, unlike most modern films that deal with mental health issues, like Split, which I might mention Mm. later on, (laughs) and a lot of other ones, I think they absolutely bottle it. Either you're trying to approach those issues or not, and actually, with Hammer, I didn't Mm. expect it, but Hammer, right up to the end of this film, Mm. handles emotional distress and trauma and doesn't trivialize it it doesn't turn it into just bad and good it's a very complicated thing yeah, and it's very true. sad yeah um and i think that's what's brilliant about because you just don't expect that especially from a hammer one. Yeah. you expect it to be especially just, especially know, when you when
2: you already have a good bit of information you're kind of like oh this is what i think's going on but constantly then, you're switching from side to side yeah, saying maybe yeah, it's just joey or maybe yeah. she is yeah, yeah. yeah and then by the end of it you're like it, it's you know what it is it's that thing that we're always trying to capture in our films and in our writing. It's that bittersweet irony of life. You know what I mean? It's, it's that it's thing tragic. that makes like, yeah. you just nod yeah. along and go, fuck, that is exactly what yeah.
3: yeah. You know, yeah. And what it feels what, what very it real. Like, yeah. you know, it
0: really, really does. And I yeah, it it upset me the first time I saw it and it still bothers me. Again, those simple images of the child floating face yeah. down and thing.
2: But just the setup of it though, like you're saying they're taking time on character, it's really, tragic. Every yeah, character yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: And none of them are just evil, bad people but that doesn't make any of the tragedy any less, yeah, you know? Yeah, and that's yeah, what's yeah. brilliant. If you can, you, you understand, and yet it doesn't make it any less disturbing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So de- look, if you haven't seen it, guys, I think absolutely track that one down. For me, like The Devil Rides Out and stuff is the most fun for yeah. me and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But like, as far as a great, great film that would happily sit beside a lot of Hitchcock's better films, yeah. The Nanny, I, I think, yeah. hands down, yeah. gotta go for it. Agreed any other on a hammer before we do any other business or um, oh actually the, the hammer revival yeah and yeah I was just going you
1: know um, go for it Connor uh, and I'm trying to think of the Daniel Radcliffe woman, woman in black woman in black, woman yeah. in black.
0: But so this started with Wakewood an Irish horror film yeah yeah it was the first yeah. hammer revival well no sorry <laughs> I don't know does anyone remember uh, something from the gra- Ray from the no not Ray from the grave uh, oh yeah
1: I've written down here hold on what is it called Was this a Hammer revival? It was the first
0: Hammer one that came back. They released it on MySpace in (laughs) 24-minute segments. Um, Wait,
2: 24? 24 minute segments no, or 20. 20
0: by four minutes right. so okay. four minute segments. beyond the rave instead of beyond the grave just see what they did there okay and okay. i remember being really excited at the time because it was all hammers coming back and it was they're embracing social media you could see how the executives were kind of going look we're going to be current we're going to be yeah. part of this yeah yeah and My like i watched the first two parts or something it's just <laughs> yeah. awful i think they did eventually release the parts together i've never seen it all but yeah, it was right. pretty terrible and that kind of was that and then wakewood came along which yeah yeah you know, quite a lot of people seem to have quite a bit of fondness. It's a very sort of Irishy version of Pet Cemetery with a bit of Wicker Man mixed in there, uh, yeah, Aidan yeah. Gillen And uh, I think, I can't remember who hey, shot buddy, it. Made by Fantastic was not
2: Films, it. wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was Fantastic in Conjunction with Hammer. Um, and, you know, so that was kind of it, but that wasn't the, the big part. And then they kicked into Let Me In. Obviously, okay, they right, let, yeah, the right yeah, one in remake yeah. with Chloe Grace Moretz and oh. uh, I can't remember who else. You know, I love the original. I wasn't a big fan of
1: the remake. Yeah, I uh, mean, it's so hard when you have such a perfect original Exactly. Film, well, everything know. I loved about
0: the first one, they kind of Americanized up in the, the, yeah. the remake that wasn't great. But, you know, a, a big film, though, and I think did it did quite well business-wise because most people hadn't seen it. Yeah, the right yeah. in. Uh, then you had The Resident in 2011, which had Christopher Lee in it, which I haven't seen. Okay, the I haven't seen. Thing, I um, see. And then the, the bigger ones are Woman in Black, The Quiet Ones, and Woman in Black two angel of death which i haven't seen yeah do you know yeah. what it's kind of disappointing because i like the idea that's set in a different time period kind of world war mm. two i think but it, it's missing because it. the woman in black i think is the standout one there i think it's a pretty fucking good film
1: oh man like I, I have to say with the woman in black the because it is a remake as well yeah, of you know the it's re- based on a book as well yeah, yeah, yeah a famous yeah. Play. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. a play yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um because i had uh, again through the horror horrorathon i or the horror club I'd seen the original you know Woman in Black which has one of the best scares
0: was that a BBC kind of yeah, thing or was it yeah, yeah I don't think
1: exactly, it was, was it done yeah, through yeah. Hammer or no 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 no, no. Um, I think they bought they bought the rights okay. um, but yeah original has one of the greatest scares of all time up there with uh, Exorcist 3 in the corridor oh, yeah. they're my two favourite scares we, we have to
0: have a <laughs> chat about Exorcist 3 in some of these like, yeah, you know, actually, yeah. we'll, do, we'll do like uh, watch not love sequels Psycho 2 <laughs> Exorcist 3 right? yeah. sequels yeah, yeah. It's really interesting really actually yeah, yeah Anyway though like but go uh,
1: on. but yeah just we want a black the like the scares so work. Hot
0: off Harry Potter yeah and yeah yet trying to break that mold so playing it like a, a father and yet still seeming very young
1: yeah and it's again it's kind of it's a bit like that conjuring in a way that it's a lot of what it's doing is stuff you've seen before but it's just very well executed
0: yeah you know and bold enough actually to to go back to those kind of just older creeps of just yeah, seeing ho- the woman in in like silhouette kind of at doorways and like okay mm. she does jump out from time to time but yeah it certainly didn't go to gore. Like it was really relying on those old-fashioned kind of haunted house things and it was just mm. nice to see and it was what was nice to see was that mainstream audiences like responded to that yeah, and actually yeah, really yeah. enjoyed it. Like mm, it was a totally. big hit and a Absolutely. very dark ending for a 12s film.
1: It's a 12s? Oh, yeah 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 jesus just yeah, remember no it, like yeah fucking yeah, yeah, like yeah. very
0: kind of i remember in the cinema yeah. kind of like for me you're kind of going fair enough but i remember a lot of people around me going you, you, you can't end a film <laughs> like that yeah. that's not okay uh, yeah, yeah i don't know why that the the revival though kind of just disappeared with that i mean they were big
1: hits like are they what is the story has it gone i away? i tried
0: looking it up and i couldn't see any official we're not doing any more but yeah, yeah. i think Woman black two was not when as when did that successful. come out I think that was... 2014 was Woman of Black 2. Oh, right. And there was The Quiet Ones in Between. I don't know if you saw that one. Um, it's kind of set in a house. There's a, It's a, a scientist who's trying to pr- prove that, like, uh, poltergeist activity and a few other phenomenon are manifestations of people with mental distress right. or creating it. So it's this girl locked in a room, and it's this professor and uh, two of his kind of interns or something like that trying to help and investigate it, and there's things... It, you know, kind of... It's, it's a nice enough setup, but it kind of resorts to just... Same old, same old, nothing that interesting yeah, in it. Like, yeah. nothing that bad in it, but just, you know.
1: And is that, um, you know, the way the original ones would have all been made in England and that kind that of thing? That one, but I think,
0: was English. Okay. Uh, the quiet ones, I I think. Um, mm. I can't remember the, the main professor, and I know I've seen him and stuff, and I just can't think offhand what it is, but. um yeah, the, but then Woman in Black, yeah, they were made in England as well, actually. Yeah, I think they did because yeah, the, part of the trying to be true to the Hammer thing, but they felt like very American films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So h- how
2: did that come about, that Hammer was like, we're we're making a comeback? Like, I mean... Wh-
0: Someone else bought the... The,
1: the label? The label, kind yeah. Of, okay. They, okay. To
0: try it, so they, they saw the potential in it right, to try okay. and bring it, And, you know, like... Conor you were saying earlier on the whole idea of wanting to do your own kind of like hammer like studio like it, it's definitely a very appealing thing I guess Blumhouse really have nailed yeah, that yeah Blumhouse are you know? the that's sort of modern of our generation, generation. Yeah. like yeah. you know like I, I can't remember the last time I saw a trailer for horror from the cinema that didn't have Blumhouse Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> but um, or
2: at least one that you, were, you thought looked like pretty, a decent film you know what I mean yeah like, well, I, you like,
0: know, that's a, it's a really good comparison really because when you think about what Blumhouse does and I because I, I, I'm quite a fan of their approach and I, I quite enjoy a lot of their films not all their films are brand but yeah like hammer you're guaranteed a certain thing you know it's going to be a certain amount of polished there's going to be a certain amount of things and it'll have enough kind of like yeah, polish basically on it that it's going to be watchable usually mm-hmm. and, like, you know, relatively mm-hmm. enjoyable with a couple of good
1: jumps. Yeah. yeah. Even if we had our own trauma, like, yeah, I no, no, so that definitely. would be good enough for me. That's
0: actually because, like, they're all <laughs> on YouTube and I started trying to rewatch one or two of them. So great. When I was younger, like, you know, when you get them on VHS, like, Class and Nukem High. Oh, yeah, I love like, Class and yeah, High. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Obviously, the original Toxic Avenger yeah. the sequels li- a little less so, even though they are horrendously disgusting uh, I, f- I find it. some of
2: their modern ones a bit more. Poultry un- guys. Un- yeah, I haven't done that. Unbearable one I was to watch about. Like, you know. I, I find like the eighties kind of ones and the Toxic Avengers and Class Nucle So I find they're like I enjoy those, but the more, more modern ones, they just they just look like absolute crap. Like, yeah, you know, it, but I it's just, almost a deliberate like it's like, no in like <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> No, it is, but it's
0: the same with the Roger Corman. Like, you know, I have huge respect for Roger Corman and all uh, and that and his a lot of the films that he made, but like still ones getting churned out under those labels, but they're still knowingly completely rubbish and it's mm. kind of exploiting certain people who just get a kick out i of mean the they do but uh,
1: yeah also i mean i was watching the poultry guys documentary and i mean they do just get a bunch of students to work for free yeah on yeah, these movies absolutely. Yeah. you know?
2: what about uh asylum they're like a modern day uh independent studio
1: is this they, like sharknado Sharknado, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. they do 2. Yeah. they do mockbusters,
2: mockbusters so, so yeah. yeah but they do a lot of kind of like horror stuff and they do Sci-fi. Z Nation
0: as well, do they, though? That's actually quite worth watching. That's on Netflix, a zombie kind of series. Oh, really? it's, it's like right. if The Walking Dead had a more fun sense of humor to it. Oh, wow, well, I'd like to that. Because I find The that. Walking Dead a kind of, and I, I like bleak and depressing, but I think the TV show isn't, like, the comics are great. The, the TV comics show yeah. isn't for me. Um, but, yeah, Z Nation has that kind of almost kind of Day of the Dead type thing where, like, the characters are kind of archetypes, but that's mm. kind of fun, you yeah, know? Yeah. And if a guy's going into a room with a sword and taking on zombies, like, you know... There's a kind of a wink at the camera, but not that much that it's a really irritating thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I would say I watched the first couple of episodes of it, and I thought like, you know what, this is fun. Now I haven't gone back to it, but like I would say, okay. you know, give it a shot.
3: Cool.
0: Um, and that, you know, I'm pretty sure that's asylum. Any other business? I have other business. <laughs> oh, exactly. talk. Yeah. It's
1: business. As uh, are we done? Hammer? Yeah, I, I think okay. we're done. Are we yeah, yeah. done? Yeah. Hammer? Yeah.
0: Yep. You know, so so yeah. general, general kind of thumbs up, you know, still, still worth checking I think so. out. I so. I mean, yeah. again, for
1: me, I'd know a concept of Hammer go. Yeah. even though I sort of had a vague idea. Mm. But, yeah.
2: I, I actually, surprisingly, you know, sometimes you do one of these episodes and you've seen, like, 20 werewolf movies or something like yeah. that. Like, I want to watch something else. I actually want to go back and watch more yeah, Hammer's yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? There's a couple that I... And, like I literally have to finish off the witches when I get home, but like there's a couple like some of the Dracula's and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be in I the mood, isn't it? It's kind of, out, of thing like, where like, yeah. for
0: me this is like my Hitchcock films. It's kind of a Sunday afternoon. Yes, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what
2: I was gonna say. It's like a Sunday afternoon kind of thing. It's kind of comforting and yeah, you know, I'm nostalgic just sit and down and, and, and watch yeah. a thing. Yeah. yeah, like you
0: know, yeah. Yeah. it's not for me on a Saturday night. I wouldn't be racing home to exactly. watch like you
2: know, gathering gangs, gathering gangs of friends to watch yeah. them. Party dudes,
3: dudes, sit down. The Darkest We're watching
2: Frankenstein Number Eight.
0: If only they put the numbers after. Like, <laughs> no, for yeah. me, that was the pride and joy for the Friday the Thirteenth, is that they were so yes. unabashedly admitted <laughs> they were, until part nine. But, yeah, uh, I
2: remember I went on a binge of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and I was like, yeah, just watch Friday the Thirteenth, part eight. You know, I, and I love saying it. it's like, yeah, going. part six, Jason lives. I always okay. want to put the bit after as well, <laughs> yeah. like part
0: seven, the new blood, like <laughs> fucking right. And speaking of Friday the Thirteenth, folks, you know Friday the Thirteenth cancelled the new one, completely dead in the water. It was I delayed, mean. and they have literally just shut down production paramount are not making it it looks like they might sell it on to someone else i think blumhouse might be curious about that okay. but like, this was
1: the one that was going to be found footage and it, there was a vote it was going to be found and footage then, and they, they got rid of online. that no and way. then they
0: were like everything nowadays they were going to sort of the younger jason thing though i think mm-hmm. what they were leaning on was trying to be that it wasn't all going to be the past up, but it was going to touch on his parents and stuff and, you know isn't, it's there, very, isn't there like
2: a friday the 13th show on at the moment
0: There was a Friday the 13th TV show back in the day. There was, like, three or four seasons of them. Cronenberg directed one of the episodes um i have them okay. all actually but i haven't i haven't watched chrono ones. one it's kind of curious it's set in an antique what's shop what's that
2: show dead of summer what's that about is that like a slasher kind of there's a few
0: slashery kind of ones there's out there. a, there's
2: a show on at the moment called dead of summer and is that
0: one where one person dies each episode type i don't or?
2: know yeah i thought I, for some reason i thought it was something to do with friday the 13th because it's all like it's real summer camp kind of like uh horror movie you know summer mm. camp slasher movie but speaking of horror news did you guys hear about Halloween. yeah let's talk about this david gordon green danny mcbride involved with john carpenter so for let, a let's Halloween be clear this sequel. david gordon
0: green the director of pineapple express and the director of your highness and danny mcbride actor of your highness <laughs> are now directing one of my most beloved franchises okay your highness <laughs> yeah. is a bit
2: unfair have you ever seen um uh observe and report no. Seth Seth uh, Rogan plays the mall cop I seen
0: this is the end. which should also directed by David Gordon that Green. That was not
2: directed by David Gordon was Green. That not? was directed by Seth Rogan and Evan Gold. He was a producer Burke.
0: on it then. He was definitely part of <laughs> Possibly. <it. laughs> David Gordon Green. <laughs> David Gordon
2: Green, uh in fact I don't know if David Gordon Green did do Your Highness. Uh he, no, definitely, he, definitely, did. No, he definitely, definitely did Pineapple did Express. Definitely did Pineapple Express. But 100%. he did he also did um that movie with Paul Rudd uh uh Shit, I can't think of what it's called. He, but he's more kind of known for kind of like indie comedy he stuff. He has, you know, he you has know, to know, like, he I mean, Your be more the Nick kind Cage. of silly kind of side of things. Joe
0: you know? Whitney Cage was a kind of yes. interesting one. It was a bit slow for me, but you mm. see, I where he was kind of a an alcoholic, kind of traumatized guy, and basically kind of surrogate father to this yeah, kid yeah. who he's working with, and it, like you know, like the guy has chops on that. And I haven't and there, seen George has, Washington. Yeah. Apparently, he's a very good film as well. Wait, he did that? George Washington. It's called. I, I think. Okay, it's a lower class community, and something happens to kind of heavy. But apparently, that was what I because like from me when you yeah. hear it of course everyone's saying your highness and i just want to mash my head off a wall but uh, yeah, apparently the guy does have yeah i definitely have, this, a,
3: have you know? a good good and good they have said
0: it. they're going to make a very scary film which gives me because initially i was thinking they're going to go like the halloween resurrection type way mm. and try and bring in a bit of let's have a bit of fun with this and like yeah, whatever yeah. By friday the 13th that's kind of okay with halloween <laughs> is not meant to be yeah, yeah, yeah. you Don't know so Oh, look, when you, you say know, a sequel,
1: what, what's... Apparently it's sec- supposed so, to
2: yeah. pick up after the second Halloween. So it's, it's, oh, in, it's after so, one, too. Okay. Yeah. So, follow,
1: and
0: this so is, set in periods. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah but it doesn't have to follow so the canon of the later ones. Yeah. Now, this is a weird one for me because it's the same way I felt with Neil Blomkamp's Alien one, which looks like it's probably not going to happen now. But, like, I am excited by the idea mm. of kind of retconning a bit and going back. Mm. But at the same time, it's kind of cheating. I don't know, like, because then you put, you're creating, like, two separate timelines... You know... I, I know, too. You know, yeah. like, and it's just because it, it's a really cool idea to be able to jump in. Like, in comics and stuff, you can kind of reinvent these things, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Or even in I mean, games. But, like, the, in a film, you're per, like...
2: Like, there's... Like, you know, I always kind of take these, like, reboot and remake news with, like, a pinch of salt, you know? Because you never know how it's going to go. Like, chances are, things usually just... They don't work out, like half as good as like the original stuff yeah. but maybe there's a chance they've got like a really good angle on it you know that would justify it being said after the second one you know
0: uh, yeah i'd say it's more because they just don't want to get into any of the the uh, <laughs> what's the little kid's name uh which i quite liked her storyline danielle harris played her in in her, four the and fourth five. one where she
2: became uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah um but like you know and then the the cult of uh Michael and stuff like that at uh, Cult of the Thorn but like yeah no like see it makes sense to have it there and yeah mm-hmm. like in the same way the Friday the 13th I wouldn't mind like I'm not expecting them to make a film better than the original I think that's probably a very unfair expectation yeah. if they gave me just a decent good slasher with what I felt was true to Michael Myers as a mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. I'm fairly okay with it like I'm a guy who watches Halloween Resurrection you know what I mean so like yeah. I'm not gonna like not see these things and uh, you know i Although, guess the good reaction. S- s- halloween
2: resurrection was actually like the final insult though wasn't it like <laughs> yeah. you know, that would be a good title. that was yeah. that was the All subtitle <laughs> <laughs> the final insult you know yeah. like we <laughs> talked about that before on the yeah, podcast no, we had a we had a good you're right and you're that.
0: right like they it, it, it did basically kill the franchise so it's not mm. like these guys can anymore and like i'm glad it's not another reboot you yeah. know i think that is good progress mm. i guess I like. I don't apologize for my knee-jerk reaction against the director just because he's unproven in it. And I, I like understand. either you kind of go. There's always the fear with comedy people. Yeah. yeah but then again, yeah. like The Big Short is directed by Adam McKay, who did like yeah, Anchorman and stuff, absolutely. and like it's yeah, yeah. a wonderful. Like I mean,
2: like. I think I think I do have respect for David Gordon Green as a as a director. I think he's got his own kind of unique uh, voice, like that comes out in yeah. a lot of his stuff. Less so in Your Highness, if that was. His go- I'm surprised, dear, <laughs> yeah. that was him. You, you know, know it what I mean? Is him. But, <laughs> um, but. Uh, like even eastbound and down Like they They did that show together Like you know and that was a real kind of like Irreverent Kind mm. of like uh, Drama Comedy kind of thing You know um, So It doesn't necessarily mean I'm confident That he's gonna do a great job on Halloween, but I'm interested,
3: you know. Well,
0: yeah, I, I think the fact that Carpenter is on board and is happy with this choice, so obviously they have had a pitch, and, mm. and you know, that's not to say the Carpenter's always had the best judgment. <laughs> later, well, We've well, all you know, seen the ward. And, yeah, see, that's what i was going to say, because, like, I'm a massive Carpenter fan, of but, like, if you're going to be an honest person, you've got to say serious drop-off towards the end, the ward being particular, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um But, and I, I don't know that Carpenter has much reverence for the Halloween Franchise, particularly, you know what I mean, because he did kind of leave it after three, and he didn't want to do any more Myers mm-hmm. ones at that stage. So, it, it's hard to know on that kind of level. But yeah, you would hope. I and mean, then Blumhouse, despite that, some of their films are can oh, be. Oh, is a it bit under Blumhouse? Yeah, it? Okay. it is. So, but I, I, I trust them to want to try and establish a better one, much more than I would trust Platinum Dunes, mm. who like ruined Nightmare on Elm Street, and I didn't like the Friday Thirteenth reboot, though I know some people do. Nah, I didn't like um, any of them. But like, so yeah, look, you know, you have got Carpenter, who apparently is on board with it. You have Blumhouse, like shepherding it along and so you know relatively safe hands they know what they're doing mm-hmm. you know Um yeah hopefully hopefully yeah. Uh, do you know what the weirdest thing for me with, with the and again because I'm a huge Halloween fan the hardest thing they seem to find in all these films is just to get the fucking mask right <laughs> the films like when you watch it, it's so uneven because obviously the worst the first is ones when you look into, like, at a film even in the new... I like the Rob Zombie mask actually I thought they did that good but like so, like from four onwards sometimes it's the most bizarre looking but even mask, even I
2: mean. in like um, Rogue One the new Darth Vader Man. you know they yeah, fucked yeah. you like, what's oh, yeah. going on They're, you're just something in your brain just, the helmets wrong stuck there. out though what's it's supposed to be
0: tucked in they really I don't know what they were doing with that but <sighs> my issue's are rogue wonder for another podcast <laughs> <laughs> on a different but channel yeah, so okay yeah. like we're kind of we're, we're open minded and hopeful what do you think Connor?
1: Uh, well yeah wait and see I mean yeah, to know Would, okay man here's, <laughs> the,
0: here's the cause like I saw I don't know maybe it was bloody disgusting or, or someone was was having the chat about the Friday the 13th one getting cancelled you know and Halloween is part of this conversation maybe should they just be left alone as well? Like do, I, I don't mind seeing another one cause I'm always excited by the idea, but it wouldn't really upset me if someone told me we're just putting a cap on that and that's that's <laughs> yeah. the end of that. We've
2: got enough Friday. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. like, like. There's some movies, there's some movies like, I mean, even like I think I was saying about some of the, uh maybe some of the werewolf movies or even some of the hammer movies, you know, that maybe they, they're they due a bit of an update or a reboot, you know, like they could get a new audience in mm. because they haven't been kind of done to death. The nanny be
0: great What, is, for what is
1: tricky, though, about the, the difference with, say, or that I'd see with, say, remaking, like Dracula will probably be eternally remade for the reason yeah. that I'd say that, to me, there's no definitive Dracula. Yes. Yes. No, and you're right. Whereas it's weird when you do the opposite way. The definitive Halloween is made. Yes, yeah. And so you're yeah. making, it, you're kind of, it's sort of like Dracula's still everyone can take a shot at it. You feel mm, like, hey, mm. I could still make the best Dracula. Yeah. Yes. There's no definitive. Whereas... Or the
2: Dracula for this generation even. like. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Whereas there's it's there's something harder about making the thing when you already know it's going to be worse. There's it no way to make it better. Plus,
0: Because like, Halloween 2 did an incredible job for me following mm. up the first one. Firstly, the fact yeah. that it starts instantly after yeah. the first one. I love one. when sequels do that. Yeah, yeah but, and it, but it, it, it has its, its fairly good scares and tension bits in as well. Like, it's not as good as the first one, but it's mm. still very much in that kind of world. Slasher films are really hard because like you said, Connor, you kind of if you've nailed it the first time, there's not a lot of places to mm-hmm. go because the more you explore the character, the less creepy he is. Yeah and like I and, think Friday you know how 13, many
2: how many ways can you skin a cat But well, like, that's it like, like Friday something I
0: mean? somehow and I, I would actually think it deserves kudos for how many films it managed to string out of that concept and you find it funny though since they managed to turn out nearly one a year for like a decade and now it's like and over especially years, since the
2: fourth one was called the final chapter there's yeah. to be able to make
0: another one you're kind of going like you know these guys without the most talented writers and directors on earth managed to turn one out every yeah. two years and like they were entertaining enough in their own way so do we either need to go back to like a Friday the 13th where let's just fucking accept it is going to be Camp Blood reopening 10 new teenagers yeah. some kind of bit of fun kills you know we'll have a crazy Ralph who says you're doomed you're doomed <laughs> like do we want that or do we want someone to try and deliver us a terrifying new Friday I project? want a
2: new film I, no, I want a new a new a new a new genre like you know a new subgenre, a new film you know but do I mean? you want
0: like, it then in the way because like I, I, don't I personally want the new don't have Friday a theory problem theory, with, with the Rob bye zombie. bye man not, not no, we're talk that. Right I haven't seen seconds. that. I haven't seen that I'm going to start spitting out of my I want <laughs> someone
2: I want someone one of maybe someone sitting at this very table or someone you know at or whoever to come up with the new Friday the 13th for this generation our new Jason but
0: not not going back to the other
2: Um, and to come back to Star Wars when when I was in the cinema watching Rogue One I couldn't get over the thought of you know how they're just trying to Replicate something that happened like thirty years ago. You yeah. know, they're they're and as a result, it felt they're like a not creating. It felt
0: like high budgeted fan film.
2: Absolutely, but as a result, they're not creating what would what will in like in the future be the Star Wars of our generation. You yeah, know what I, I mean? think like,
1: that's the thing. I think you're right there in the sense that when Halloween hit, it was partly because it was like you were saying, horror came home to the suburbs. Yeah, mm. and so it had a new ev- It was a yeah. it was a new thing at that yes. time. So. Doing it now or remaking it now, like, no matter how good the film is, it's the wrong time.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah.
0: Or it's just the wrong take on it. See, I mm. wonder, like, say, the much derided Rob Zombie's Halloween. But I, I think that, it, that it's more interesting than, than a lot of the remakes out there. Like, whether it works or not, that's a different story. But, like, I right. wonder if that wasn't the guy wearing a Michael Myers mask. Would people have received? I don't think it would have made as much money because, of course, they're trading off the Halloween Mm -hmm. name. But I wonder what people have been able to accept it and would have been, you know, like because, like you said, we need new characters, but the genre doesn't necessarily need to be reinvented. Mm -hmm. You know, like Poltergeist didn't reinvent ghost stories; it Mm -hmm. was just a great one on its own right. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I think maybe it is. You know, we need a guy in a mask. You know, like Mm -hmm. this is what we love: our Freddy Krueger or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But we need something. But then the danger is, and that's why like we scooch on to the Bye Bye Man, because I don't know how many of you have seen it, but like that's a film that I think was written, produced, and created with the attempt to try and make a new franchise, not to try and make a great horror film. Right, okay. Everyone is trying to manufacture franchises now. It's like trying to make a viral video for the internet instead of just making a good yeah, video yeah, that goes yeah, viral.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I think is interesting though about the horror remakes as well is like one of the reasons why Marvel movies, for example, you'll always get people going to the cinema to see them because even if everything uh, on the internet before the film comes out is saying, do not go see the new Spider-Man movie. It's terrible. Look at the costume. I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is. Or if it's DC, people are talking about, about Batman. 780 million. Everyone will go to see it. You know, all of the fanboys will mm. go to see it just so they can hate on it even more, True. right? But with horror movies, they these remakes, they... Fall through the cracks so easily if they're not good. Like I mean, like that Poltergeist movie. When they when yeah. I heard they were making Poltergeist, I was genuinely like outraged. You know, like mm-hmm. so to the point that I was just like, I'm never gonna watch that movie. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I was comforted <laughs> when they saw Sam
0: Rockwell was gonna be in it because you're kind of going, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. they're taking it kind of seriously. But then away. I just it's started just going, so I just started going, fuck you, Sam Rockwell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> like I
1: started I, watching it. I couldn't get past no, ten minutes. You can't.
0: And that's the weird thing. You're kind of wondering how is this so painfully bland? Yeah. You yeah. know, because you're kind of going the premise and everything. Like I know this works. I've seen a version of it were great <laughs> yeah. and like you should at least be able to get halfway through before you get fucked off but like yeah. it's just
2: but I, that's the thing yeah i think that the horror fans are just less likely to even just g- give it the time of day you know what i mean to go to the cinema true, and but even watch
0: as it. a film watchable like you know yeah. I, I don't know i guess again because the, the hollywood studio seems to be trying to force them into their own kind of little kind of cookie cutter kind of yeah formula but yeah. like you know i think maybe it's just people aren't given their own kind of freedom and it's just so mm. by committee but there's no reason why poltergeist like, it would be an inferior remake, but there's no reason why it's so bad. Yeah, Or the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, or Friday the 13th. In fairness to Friday the 13th, and I'm not a big fan of it, it sticks relatively close to the rules. He just kind of umps the violence and Jason moves a bit quicker. You know, mm. I, I, I can get over that. At least it's kind of honorable to it. But yeah. these are the ones, how do they mess up so much?
2: But the thing is, it's that on it's that intangible thing of the actual magic of the original like the way connor you were saying about like halloween being this like new thing this new evolution mm-hmm. of it that was like captured on screen so when someone tries to make it there it's it's like a photograph of a photograph like you know yeah. and the more yeah. you take that or photocopy of a photocopy and the more you photocopy it the more faded it gets and the, shittier nice the quality of pages yeah, right. you know so like when they were making halloween in the 70s with John Carpenter and they were all like, you know, giving it their darndest and like, you know, a guy not setting out to change the genre just trying to make a good film. Exactly, but they were trying to even just prove themselves as filmmakers in a very unique and special way. That's what was captured on screen and that's what what people saw and it connected with people and then you know it's just someone going okay right so in the first five minutes we see the guy with and he has the mask and that's <laughs> the girl and they're just copying that and just mm. like painting by numbers you know what i mean so yeah like you I think lose you need the to magic start, so like, quickly
0: and i suppose like this halloween is obviously gonna like must tie into laurie Strode in some way if they're if they're carrying it on after the first mm. two mm. but yeah i almost kind of feel what we need is it's just like say even if it's had 40 years later or whatever like that. It's just different people in the town and mm. Michael Myers comes home. Like, just let there be a totally different dramatic storyline what's going on because it, it, I don't think it's the repetition of Michael Myers is the problem it's the trying to like you said sort of tie all these things in together like mm. he can exist in any kind of a situation in the same way that Jason exists in space you know? <laughs> but like, but, you know like I think because if you've a different because like for me mm. uh, you know and this is copyrights so of anyone steals it off me like if I was going to do a Halloween one like that the way I always thought it would be most in- interesting would be like I would I love up,
1: how you think by saying copywriters, it's copyrighted it's copyrighted I've copied and pasted it on Facebook and I have shared it
0: with my friends and so that's the law okay <laughs> Does that not mean Facebook on it now? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> but uh, no, see, because like for me, you you—it's the dramatic context that's the problem with them. So like, I would go with it where it has to be a, a, a survivor from the previous Halloween films, mm-hmm. someone who witnessed some of the brutality, wasn't even, and is still traumatized by it. Mm. And it's the whole like trying to recover from those kind of things. And I suppose H two O touches on that a bit with Laurie yeah. Strode and her, her stress with it. But you know, I'd love that idea or something like going into the supposed supernatural powers of Michael Myers, whether he is or isn't. Thank mm. God Ali's not here. She's somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Britain she's shouting. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, if, because the, there's the thought in, in Halloween 6 about the cult of Michael Myers and, and the kind of worshipping of him. But like, I love that idea of someone actually trying to track down Michael Myers to try and actually like, either study him or take a sample of blood off him because they think they could actually use it to cure problems, like, you right. know, diseases or anything right. like that. So you've got this whole idea of like a, a very evil force, that could potentially do good. And so you'd be deliberately luring Michael Myers into your world as opposed right. to him just turning up randomly. Yeah. You are actually pulling this evil into your life, you know, right. with the, with the I- interest of trying to create something good.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're inviting are If Peter Cushing with
0: still... No, you mean Tom <laughs> Like, we've seen, we've
2: seen so many movies where, you know, the big scary bad guy go, shows up and kills a bunch of people. What if in a Michael Myers film where Michael Myers... Isn't setting out to kill people, and it's everyone trying to kill this Michael Myers character. You know, the like goes like a to hell. like it a manhunt. Great. You know, yeah. to kill him, and like you know, it's like if, if if it was somehow from his perspective or something like that. Like but yeah, that, it just, that could it's just it's something just a
0: little bit different with it because I still think the the, the character is iconic. I don't think there's a problem mm. that way, but it's just because Michael Myers is like the shark from Jaws. Mm. He's a killing machine, and if anyone who puts themselves in front of it, he'll kill them. But there's no implication of Jaws four where Michael Myers will just track people down to all these different towns. You know, like he goes after his family members, but he doesn't seem to have an obsession with Haddonfield and just murdering people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just think... What about Michael
2: Myers on a plane? (laughs) (laughs) A transatlantic flight Michael Myers. I haven't seen Rings
0: yet, but you know, it's that whole, the trailer is, hey look, it's like Ring, but it's it's the TVs on a plane and you're like, oh God. Oh God. uh, I watched
1: um, them last night and this is the first film that creeped me... No, no, no. no, Sorry, (laughs) this is, I mean, I'm totally going on topic now. But um <laughs> we're getting <laughs> carried away. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, it's kind of I suppose you could say did anyone watch like Making a Murderer yeah, and, yes. those, the jinx, yeah. and those kinds of jinx so there's a new one called Shadow of Truth. Okay. Oh, is this the Israeli one? Yeah. I haven't
0: watched it yet. I have it on my Netflix. This. I this watched Netflix. There's four
1: episodes I started watching. I, I watched them all it. last night. And I have to say, I I, I went about a bit creeped out. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Is well, it in it English or is it... It's subtitled. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely it's where a watch. It's a documentary like
2: Making a Murder style. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, about
1: a, it's about a young girl. I think she was 12, 13. She was murdered in a school. It's basically about, like they all are, the murder investigation. And they all have, the, you know, the intro credit sequence inspired by... Uh, what was that thing? Uh Matthew McConaughey was originally True p- crime. True, true, true Detective. True detective. Yeah, it's like yeah, every yeah, every yeah. credit sequence yes, <laughs> right, <laughs> looks like True Detective now. But um oh no, it's great because it's like it's one of those ones, you know when they you th- you think, Ah, oh, definitely that guy. Right. And definitely okay. this yes. guy. But and it goes like, huh? creepy. It goes okay. it goes into weird territory. And, like, and this is real documentary as well, Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah no, like speaking curious, of Alistair Crowley. I just looked over my shoulder there.
3: You know, no, that's that's a good yeah, spot yeah, for that, actually. Yeah, I Because, like,
0: you know, I only saw The Jinx for the first time this Christmas. I was a little underwhelmed because I really love Making a Murder. It's an mm. interesting story, and obviously mm. the revelations are good in it, but I, mm. I they kind of fuck around with narrative structure to try and make their episodes more interesting. That kind of bugged me, as in, like, Making a Murder goes through it sequentially, yeah. while The Jinx deliberately holds information from certain times to only introduce later episodes for, like, dramatic effect, yeah. and that kind of slightly bugged me because...
2: <laughs> but even with Making a Murder, it, I kind of found that... You know, you would watch like because some of those episodes, what were they like an hour long, or some of them were like yeah, see, longer I, than I an hour. Them, I
0: never got bored of making a
2: murder. I, I found like as much as I really enjoyed. it, I found like somewhere around the middle there was this kind of really drawn out parts, and there'd be nothing happening in an episode for like forty five minutes. It'd just be kind of back and forth, blah blah blah. And then in the last couple of minutes, it, they'd be like, "But what about this piece of information?" Yeah, and you'd be like, yeah. "Oh my god, I have to watch the next <laughs> one." And you turn on the next one, they're like yeah, turn out this piece of information actually wasn't that important. <laughs> it's a lot of even and it would be modern be shows minutes that, yeah. of yeah, dragon Like, I find Netflix are guilty with a lot of that kind of stuff. They kind yeah, of design can we, stuff. Can we even
0: in two two minutes discuss the OA and how much I want to cancel Netflix oh, really? existence on the planet of the Earth? You want to cancel moment. Netflix? Netflix, that's it. You want to take it down? Done. Done. Yeah. I love Netflix, and yet, no, that <laughs> is six hours of, of my life I will never get is back. Is it...
2: Okay, I haven't seen it, but is it... Someone wrote a script for a feature film and then they brought it to Netflix, and Netflix were like, okay, you have a two hour film here, let's make it well, six see, that's hours. The, that's it, like, you is know, okay, what I don't
0: want to get stuck on, but like, so Britt Marling is just the one who did Another Earth. She said uh, that it was a good film, uh, um, a very interesting kind of film if you see it, but uh, so they basically, no, it, it's a series, so it is six, but yeah, it is stretched beyond, like, hmm. you know. And even at the end, like there's no proper res- resolution. You, you will actually you'll slap your head so hard at the <laughs> final moment that they seem to... You know when someone thinks that they've they built up to this moving yeah, moment, yeah, and you're yeah. kind of going, "Oh my god!" And it's almost <laughs> worth watching just to be so appalled. <laughs> it, <laughs> just it, to be so. It's let almost down like watching eight seasons of Dexter just to see the final scene of it. But like, what's you know? the general
1: vibe on OA? Because so, I have okay, heard people so, talking about an, it. A
0: nice concept, you know. Basically, your OA is the main character. That's the name she's given herself now. I can't mm. remember what her real name was. She turns up out of the blue. She's been missing for years. Okay. supposed to be dead or could have been kidnapped. When she was kidnapped, she was blind. She turns up. Uh, she's walking across a motorway and she jumps off a bridge trying to kill herself okay. but somehow survives and now she can see. And okay. so she's going home and she starts recounting the tale of where she's been okay. and what happened to her. But like, my God, it is all just flashbacks and again, she just doesn't mention things and people just start following her and it, you know... It involves magical powers with contemporary dance, which is the most ridiculous oh, fucking thing I I'm no interest. No, you think <laughs> that but when you see actors going It's just, it's so, you're kind of going, this is better going somewhere. And then the final thing, it just, I find it insulting to the the topic that they use it to to go on. Um, And the new series coming soon. It's one of those ones where you see people online. It was like Hemlock Grove on IMDb. It's either 10 out of 10 or 1 out of 10. Because the 10 out of 10 is like, yeah. yeah, but it's different, man. And that makes it brilliant. And it's really deep and philosophical. There is more philosophy on my bumhole. I seriously... <laughs> I've seen <his laughs> you It's know, fascinating. The, it is fascinating. It's a weird shape, isn't it? It's kind of Moonlight Crescent. <laughs> but no, it's just... It, it's incredibly frustrating. Um, but yeah, what they with the structure-wise, is it six episodes or not? It's so odd. Because like the first episode is an hour and a half. Most of your episodes are 40 and 50 minutes. The fifth episode or fourth episode is only 33 minutes.
2: That's weird. They
0: literally just didn't have any story. I don't know how yeah. or what
2: happened with it, but it's Why make it six episodes then? You know what I mean? Like, why not just make four? Uh, Yeah, exactly. I I, I totally
0: agree. I have no idea, but it's just, it's really one of those things for people who think they're really intelligent and they think like, oh yeah, I get philosophy and anyone who has any ability to think deeply would just dismiss this as childish nonsense. Well, you heard it here, here,
2: folks. If you like the OA, then you are full of shit.
1: (laughs) So is there Um, any, we're nearly hitting two hours, so we might might just... Last the, few minutes. The Bye Bye Man, Connor, have you seen it? No, I haven't
0: have you seen, seen it, no. It? Okay, very, very quickly on that one as well. Other pile of shite. Very, very disappointing.
2: Uh, Don't like the name.
0: No, no, me neither. Okay, so, yeah, they buy a new house. Seems to be haunted. There's a door that keeps opening. Um, and the Bye Bye Man's come into their life. Is If you say his name or you think his name, the Bye Bye Man will get you. Simple premise, fine. Okay. The Bye Bye Man looks kind of creepy, you know, but very generic. Has this CGI dog creature that travels with him. <laughs> That attacks people randomly for no reason. Film doesn't make a lick of sense. Very disappointing. Very annoying. Uh, if you read up on the original story it's based on, it's much creepier because that CGI mm. dog was actually meant to be made up of the flesh of all the Bye Bye Man's victims that he mm. sewed them all together to create this kind of hellhound, which is kind of a mess of yeah, idea. Yeah. Mm. Never mentions it. Never mentions it. It's it's just completely to be avoided. And then Split. Has anyone seen Oh,
1: no. but I, 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 I was saw Split.
0: Of, yeah, well, okay. We're not... So, like, you know, there's obviously talk of revelations towards the end, which actually are... Separate from the film, like the film is its own film, so it's not like an M Night thing that you yeah. know involves a total twist. So, yes. there's, there's a thing that happens at the very end, and you know, we can talk about that on another That's day. Some people have seen it, yeah, you know, and for some people they love it, and other people don't. Uh, you know, it's it's not the worst film, I think it's M Night on a yeah. similar form to The Visit, which I wasn't overly okay in love with, but you know, James McAvoy doing good, it's kind of like a sort of a, a Twilight Zone sort of a story stretched out I think the women are horribly ejectified but I don't like There's like for no reason at all just because one of the characters is OCD a girl gets dust in her clothes and so one girl has to take off her top and the other one has to take off her skirt to dress the other one Yeah, and
2: that was creepy the, that was the thing M. that I is, thought if
0: it was a 20 year old making that I get it M. Night's a grown man yeah for
2: M. Night I was really disappointed in that kind of thing as well and like I mean you know uh, me and my girlfriend were going to go see it I ended up going to see it by myself and then I ended up saying to my girlfriend I was like don't go see it because it's all like it's seriously like violent towards women and, and like some just dodgy kind of, sexy kind of creepy sexy stuff. stuff, stuff, right. and stuff like that, That's like unnecessary. Yeah. It's just you it's can do, to do the stories. The, story. It's the yeah. film is not about sex. Yeah, okay. I, I was really surprised with M Night for that because his fi- none of his films are like nope. that yeah. there's yeah. not a lick of anything it felt like that in the Very his films. lazy, very very cheap. Like you know, um, 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 you know, I, I probably sound like an old man like talking about it <laughs> or something. But like I mean, it just it just didn't fit with that movie. Yeah, yeah. Must be
0: successful though. Number one in America three weeks in a row. Really?
2: Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Huge money. Definitely not. Definitely Which I'm not
0: shocked at. Same with Don't Breathe. You're kind of thinking, these are not mainstream films. Mm. I don't know what's going on with the public at the moment, but... Uh they're going for them, yeah. but Connor, see it so we can have a brief yeah. talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, no, I like, definitely. Because it's not worth ruining on, on other people, yeah, yeah, um, of course. And I think because if we're under time pressure, we should say, but I do want to talk about Under the Shadow next time. Because oh, that's yeah, no, that's really good. Great. But that needs a bit of time to have a conversation yeah, yeah, about yeah. So, And uh, I need to see it. Yeah, so yeah. do okay. watch it. It's on Netflix for everyone. Yeah. You know, you'll find it there. Really worth watching. I might even want to watch it again before we have it. I should have a proper yeah, chat yeah, about it. One of, for me, one of the best horror films in recent years. If
1: you love horror films, you haven't seen it watch it i watched that on my own right probably <laughs> creepy and spooky totally yeah it was the first film in ages that i actually for a moment said maybe i'll switch this off yeah <laughs> for a no bit. it was like for me way better than yeah. the babadook or anything that is it's it, yeah. so
0: definitely viewers watch it we'll talk about it next week along with whatever else we do and uh if there's anything else you think we should be talking about mention it on the facebook page yes, which we now have set up yeah. um or any other suggestions of topics you'd like us to discuss uh, or any opinions you want to give us about what we talked about today apart from the OA because I'm right about that one but other ones we're <laughs> open minded to cool, cool is that it okay
1: yeah that's it Great thanks stuff. for
0: listening yeah, guys
2: thanks to Phil and Base for having us uh, host our podcast here and
1: uh, yeah, yeah especially Steve Galvin who's good man Steve
2: <laughs> excellent and uh, we'll hopefully have Ali back with us on our next episode
0: don't look at the eyes Rex <laughs> <laughs>